Shinzi's a shy boy. This one's for all the shy Shinzi's guys out shy there. <laughs> <laughs> um, By the end of this film, maybe not so much. Well, I started recording because I just oh, thought all this stuff was nice. So, <laughs> so I don't know where. I'm all fade up in there at some point. <laughs> yeah, snuck up on us. You know, I mean, I just thought uh, it's nice to surprise people. I'm ordering a thing. Hold on. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> it will be delivered... Uh, what are you ordering? Mid, uh, just some j- fucking fancy juices. Mm. Some LCL. <laughs> yeah. LCL. LCL, not L containment. Not like, another L thing that's in this movie. Oh, gosh. That yeah. More. Mentioned many times. More stuff. I. There's so much more stuff. So much more stuff on this, the brand new, maybe the last uh-huh. episode. Of sync ratios? Well, because we're starting Four-Eyed Cronies, the Mari podcast. <laughs> Instead, I didn't tell you guys I made the decision. Three I've already made a website. Three Four-Eyed Cronies. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, well, yeah, welcome back. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has been. It, it's... it's been 14 years. Oh, my God, it feels like it. It does. We haven't it. aged a day. No. But a lot of shit's happened. Emotionally, physically, and any of those things. Uh, Apologies. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I guess it, it, this is this is our Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast. This is Luke Piotrowski, and this is Ben Collins, uh, Kevin Phillips, and yeah, we're, uh, we're glad to be back with you. It it's really you know it's nobody's fault. Life life took all three of us in some crazy directions in the past few months. It was sort of a an embarrassment of riches having a movie that we wrote come out around the same time as the movie we were most looking forward to yeah <laughs> that so made things complicated check out the night house if yeah. you haven't uh, seen it because that's we wrote that movie that yeah and that was i don't remember if it was the same weekend or one weekend apart but we were doing press stuff so there was like a lot of activity and then we had other things happening then kevin was i think you were filming the documentary stuff that you were doing mm-hmm. yeah you were out of town for a long time mm-hmm. so it's my fault no. no, no, I'm, I'm no. listing off the litany of reasons why it's not your fault. Although, you know, I mean, we all contributed here is, is what I think to say. But I personally kind of knew that because we all watched the movie when it first dropped. I, yeah, I watched it immediately. I wasn't going to wait. No, couldn't I mean, we, we couldn't. But I knew even at the time that I, I wasn't even ready to say much about it. it. It was just so much to take in all at once. And I think watching it again... Uh, definitely really solidified it. And I want to say just sentimentally, because I said it already to you guys, but I want to say it on the show that I realized I don't think I really watched this movie until I was watching it with YouTube, because i that's really how I kind of define the experience of Evangelion. And uh, mm. so even watching it alone, you know, or, you know, being excited about it, this was the experience I wanted. So this was kind of really the first real time for me. And I would say for anybody listening, hmm. if you haven't seen the movie, obviously do so. If you have seen it already, I would recommend watching it again. With your buds. Yeah. Or however, just watch, I think, a second time and a second time in an environment that you... you Maybe know, even thrice. Upon. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, you said it best. Um, this thing is just like chock full of like information overload at every given moment. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and worthy of many rewatches and also really conducive to rewatches as well because it's so fucking pleasing to mm-hmm. watch. Uh, which yeah. could be said of uh, kind of about uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. kind of jump the gun, Luke. You have a prerogative here. And no, I was just, I was just gonna the movie in question. Just, to, I just, you know, I gotta. I, he's, he's, yeah, I gotta he's keep the minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go, go, go. I just say the movie in question is. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody fucking knows, but it's Evangelion three point <laughs> plus one point thrice upon a time, uh, from twenty twenty one. This very God year, damn. Uh, screenplay by Hideaki Anno, of course, um, <laughs> and then directed by Hideaki Anno, Kazuya, Kazuya Suramaki, Katsuishi Nakayama, and Mahiro Maeda are the, the credited directors. So just you know, want to get that shit out of the way. All, all firing at just full cylinders you know, horse, whatever metaphor for power and, and ferocity and, and just strength that this team of filmmakers can be described as having. I really, it's, mm. I mean, how did you feel? You, so you, you watched it with, with, with your family the first time or you watched it? I watched it with my wife. Uh, yeah. And this is the second time you've seen it. This was my second time viewing it. I held off. I mean, I wanted to hold off and watch it all yeah. so we could get like the immediate like, oh my god, like, a, like two, a, a podcast that's just two hours of silence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just re- hitting record immediately, not knowing anything about what anybody else had to say. Mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to, you know, like o- open up with the joke of like, guys, I hated it. Yeah, and just see how long <laughs> I could keep it going. Then you guys are. Uh, no, we'll love it, of course. Yeah, um, no, I mean it's. But yeah. yeah, I was trying to, you know maintain as much of that of like well i'm not going to watch it again until we're about ready to record so i i held off on on a second viewing until just now we just finished it we just did and so i'm i am a little shell-shocked and and unprepared i did i did some reading and like this morning i watched the nhk fireside chat that was you mentioned uh, that yeah yeah uh, with with ano and um what's his name he's the comedian that did um he directed uh, big man japan Oh, but, um, I forgot that guy's name. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, like um, I can look it up, but that's cool. I need I need to watch that. I I've honestly stayed away from most of the like, you know, internet fan generated conversation, and and even stayed away from a lot of the Ano interviews and stuff because I did kind of want to somewhat replicate what you're talking about and preserve kind of my own inner mind's Just reaction wait to this time with a bunch of like rambling from us. I yeah, that's the idea. Confusedly trying to. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what the plan for this this is because it is very, it's very, it's a very long movie, and we do tend to do a lot of recapping. I don't know if like this is enough to kind of talk about our reactions first and then sort of see what probably how it, because I I gotta say like this is the this is a weird thesis to start with, but I was really struck this time by like just how successful this was in every way for what it was in context because it's it's both in a way like the the last the final chapter but it's also like the end of the reboot kind of you know as you mm-hmm. we in hollywood terms and and so thinking of it how it's operating as both a climax to everything that we know and specifically to this like story and this reinvention of the familiar thing and i was just like a blown away by how how effective it was doing that in ways that I think a lot of Hollywood movies and I'm going to see how much I can not name names or anything, but like it, mm. it was making me think about 
like this is so much better at doing what it does than than I mean it, look I'll just I'll say it broadly I mean like no I won't <laughs> I'm not gonna name any names but <laughs> oh, okay. no I well I might get there but it's just it's just to say that like it's it's I was like really blown away I was like yeah this is this is like serious mature complicated you can you can say a transformer's dark of the moon <laughs> <laughs> no i'll find i'll find task. a way to i'll find a way to say what i'm saying without having to like make it seem like because i'm not insulting anybody but just as a demonstration of how good ano is at being like giving me in some ways i think everything i could have wanted and more and things i would have never imagined that i could want you know like mm-hmm. that, that there really was like such a feeling of being like back to basics, but also expanding, but also satisfying the things that you you were things that maybe you are more satisfied with now than you ever were, mm-hmm. but also justifying almost all of the new things. Uh-huh. There's like a couple tiny things where I'm like, eh. but in general, like the 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 integration of all the new stuff into the old stuff, part of the rising narrative of this whole thing. I just I was. I'm stunned. I'm stunned at how successful it is I'm at doing all those things. By, uh, Kevin mentioned, you know, how much information you're getting and how dense, but it's not like part three. Nope. Where it doesn't make any, it kind of doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, where, I mean, if you listen back to our episode, we're talking <laughs> about 3.0 and it's just like, wait, what? Huh? Like, and, and you kind of start this movie and you feel like, oh my God, what? And then it's like, oh wait, no, they, they explain that. Like it all, kinda, they really do. And then when it does get overwhelming, it, it's, it feels like it doesn't really matter because it's it's like a Star Trek episode where it's like oh the dilithium crystals blah 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 it's like yeah okay but I, I understand what we're trying to accomplish so I can be in on the emotion of the story and the themes of the story and I don't if I don't understand exactly what how to make a new spear or why the spears are so important yep. it's fine because I know that it's important that they make it and I know understand the sacrifice that's going into doing it and and emotionally what it means so it's not. It's not a detriment or a hindrance to being able to follow the story, which I do feel it kind of is in in the third movie. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I, there's a, there's parts of my notes where I was saying it's like it is. It feels like it's taking not not that it was like inspired specifically, but like that it's like almost like some of the best stuff from both Star Trek and Star Wars is on display here in a way. Like that's kind of what I'm talking about. About like it's like he's managing so many aspects of this story and these characters and all these events and the action and everything. It's like, it's a, it's incredible how well he fits it all together and actually makes it pretty satisfying and entertaining. By the way, I did read an article. I I need to dig into it. There's a Crunchyroll article about, there's an Ano exhibition going on in Japan right now. Oh, like all about Ano with like, there's like self portraits that he and his wife drew and like, you know, some of his personal collection of like toys and manga and stuff from his movies wow. and boards and shit. It's like a whole little art exhibition, but part, part of it is stuff that inspired him. And there's like a Mecha Godzilla and all these Ultraman models. And there is a model of the USS Enterprise. Really? So he is, you know, confirmed an Enterprise. My theory, my theory has He's been a Star Trek, true. Star Trek fan for sure. as part of his formative. Yeah, and you can so. see it. It's really on display in this. I mean, this and the third one, but like this, this has that kind of feel. I don't know, Kevin. I feel like we've been talking a bunch. How, how, give us some of your reactions. I, I agree with uh, pretty much everything you were saying um, regarding, you know, how dense the the movie feels, how much information, and and I mean, you know, amazingly absurdity like uh, gets like <laughs> thrown around um, on this like massive story um, that's so epic. At kind of every given moment, but you know, yeah, it's it's 
not that it's incoherent um, because mm. what one of my like many notes was just like uh, this shit is masterful. Yeah, it's like the coverage within the scenes um, that I've noticed is one of the things I love so much about Anno's direction and, and all the other directors as well is that it's like so traditional and formal, but yet you can tell, especially within this movie, that they're having so much fun, kind of, and they're so they're imbuing so much passion. They're setting up. And, and you notice it a lot in the establishing of scenes where they're just doing the most interesting things with like where it's a once like very traditional and like very exceedingly non-traditional, like just on how you enter and exit out of scenes. There's this one very basic moment where uh, Shinji is in like his early sulking phases. He was just picked up by Toji, which, by the way, this is a tangent, but mm-hmm. I thought Toji's the inclusion of this dog and this baby it was like fucking brilliant <laughs> yeah brilliant the cone on its head brilliant and yeah but there's like a great moment where you know you know surprise toji and class rep get mm-hmm. get married um and there's like you know they're trying to get toji or they're trying to get shinji to like eat or talk and then it just cuts to this like incredible dynamic shot of this door just sliding open it's like yes. out from the perspective of the rail and then it cuts to class rep talking and i'm like god they're just playing this shit so musically in the edit. They're always being so inventive with where they place the camera, even if it's deliberately, um, how to say, you know, um, unimportant. It's not like they're making a meal of every scene, but they're just making interesting decisions, mm-hmm. um, which creates ultimately a compelling watch, but also a coherent watch. Which it, is really and cool. it's just a, such a visual sense of rhythm. And and so, so I noticed that door shot as well, and that that made me think of like, okay, manga and the way that that sort of moves and and that is a visual medium but i do know that one of the things that ano explicitly talked about in here was taking live a live action approach to animation more than ever before like mm-hmm. that was kind of part of his key thing and they did a lot of mocap stuff they did a lot of things with performers yeah. on the stage i don't know did mm-hmm. you watch that nhk i did yeah special where i mean they built the whole town the the village three uh, really where everybody lives they built a miniature of that whole town and that's a majority of that, if you haven't seen it, that NHK documentary, if I can't remember exactly what it's called. If you just look up Anno on Amazon Prime, you can find it, but it's a, it's a two-part thing. And they built this miniature, and the majority of it is you, they spend time on Anno, like, just, just moving, like, stoplights and, like, wires and moving yes. the buildings yeah, around yeah, to, like, yeah. just get this thing perfect. But, that like, then all the animators and all the designers, we had a consistent city so that we could yeah, yeah. plan out shots of where everything is, it ha- it exists in a physical space, so they know exactly where they're, you know, quote unquote, putting the camera, mm-hmm. even when they're doing it in a traditional animation there's style. A, there's a great quote from that, I think I remember, where, you know, Anno's talking about how everyone is always coming at him and being like, all these wires and like phone poles and like all these, like, this is all like, you know, uh, just like a, you know, it's an eyesore. And he's just <laughs> like, I totally disagree. And he just like, he's just like, I, they're wrong. You know, mm-hmm. he yeah, he's it. like a big fan of love that of, shit. Uh, poles. Like he loves <laughs> poles. <laughs> and he's just a big fan what? of telephone. He just poles. loves the shapes of them, and it's so on display in this. And he talks about it in yeah. So uh, Hitoshi Matsumoto, it's it's uh, it's the guy that he's talking with in this fireside okay. chat. Mm-hmm. So this is the other thing. There's like two. If you want to like fill up on more of this stuff, if you haven't already, if you yeah. watch the movie, and at least in the U.S., it's on Amazon Prime. I think well worldwide, I think it's Amazon Prime. Think so, so if you you can also find this documentary that I'm talking about, you can also find this this fireside chat with him and 
Hitoshi Matsumoto, but it's funny at the end of that, they, t- they start talking about camera placement, and then as they're wrapping up the thing, Ano starts talking about how he's different when he's performing on camera, and this, like, he's different when he's not being filmed, but then also, like, this camera was distracting, this guy kept moving left and right. It would have been better if he'd moved the camera a little bit over here. <laughs> and he just starts, like, kind of going into, like, wanting to place the cameras that are filming him doing this stupid interview. Oh, that's fantastic. And you can see him kind of taking charge. Be like, eh, should have been like this, this, and this. Yeah, he'd be he like, like, can't he'd, stop. He'd like look outside at the rain and he'd be like, did you get that out there? Yeah. With the cameras? That's great. No, I have, I'm so happy I haven't watched this because now it's going to, yeah, that, this is like. Amazing. Like, I got chills watching it because when you just see him, you know, as a man, I don't know. He's yeah. just become this mythic figure, and then we just see him sort of like, you know, just tottering around in his office well, and like, yeah. you know, <laughs> changing his shoes or whatever. It's like. I mean, that's the best shit. It's, I have such a, like, a, a soft spot in my uh, affection for, like, behind the scenes documentaries about, like, anime in particular, because some of my favorite memories do get tied in with the things like all of the stuff of, of, um, the Miyazaki behind the scenes stuff on the DVDs usually usually see him working and like talking to his team and like cooking food for them. And it's funny that the the building the town thing reminds me of there's I think it's on is it in Millennium Actress maybe that there's like a there's a BTS thing on that where Satoshi Kon like had the had his team go fit him with a full suit of samurai oh, yeah, armor just so he could before, walk around so in it and feel. to get them all to see like look we want the movements of this character who suddenly has to wear this like we want to feel how heavy mm-hmm. it is and stuff and it's like there's something that's so I, there's something i love so much about the idea that animation can capture theoretically anything you know it's anything you can imagine and yet some of the most inspired artists in that field are ones who who take from reality and and seem to understand like that you know the relationship between how believable movement or believable behaviors or believable details help sell the illusion of the fantastical stuff. Because obviously mm-hmm. this movie is fucking crazy. I mean, there's no, half the shit in this movie, you can't even describe what it is. And yet that <laughs> sense of reality, I, there's a, one of my notes in the thing was, was the performance of Ray in this movie is mm-hmm. maybe some of the best Ray. And it's so yeah. subtle sometimes the difference in it, but it's, it, you, it's a performance. It's not the way they're drawing her. It feels like a performance of the character in a way like a real life mm-hmm. actor would be and it, i think it's all that sensibility i don't know sorry yeah. no no tangentially related to that he talks about in the in that fireside chat he talks about the the inclusion of like pay phones of like well why are there pay phones in the future because everybody knows what a payphone looks yep. like and feels like and by having that one element that's real mm-hmm. inside the fantasy helps ground it and make it especially not not just animation but you know genre animation like that it's like okay that's what makes it real before we leave behind mm-hmm. this stuff and the idea of this documentary, wait, I'm sure the documentary will come back up, but the mm-hmm. documentary about him making, because it follows him over like thousands of days, like making this Jesus thing. Jesus Christ. Because, uh, you know, it went on and on. Um, but th- this whole idea that Anno is applying, you know, live action techniques to it. Uh, one of the Gynax, Gynax co-founders, uh, I found this quote uh, from Toshio Okada, who says the documentary was sloppy and propaganda. And then it tried to make Anno look better. And he claims that Anno's live-action approach actually took inspiration from Hiroyuki Yamaga's work in uh, Royal Space Force Wings of Honimise <laughs> and not something that Anno just came up with there. <laughs> so there's another guy, an ox guy watching that is like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, Amazing. Just trying to make Anno look like this genius. But really, we were doing that way back when. So I don't know. You know, I mean, that's, I think that's, that's very... Because well, it's funny because when you were talking, describing the documentary, I was just thinking about how like, yeah, so many of these other dudes that I, I look up to in this field 
have just presumably been more comfortable showing the inner workings of their, you know, behind the scenes. I, I just think he hasn't been comfortable with it. Like, there, we haven't seen much of this stuff from him. He didn't even do a lot of, like, interviews and stuff for a while. So, to me, it's like, I, I, I'm sort of okay with there being a little bit of, like, grandiosity to this presentation because the fact that he's let them make it kind of tells me he's doing better. We've talked about this before. That, like, yeah. the, well, this movie seems to suggest... the point where they stop you know, it and he, like, tells them to not focus on him and focus on everybody else like that's they're, cool. they're kind of making this documentary on him and he's like you're supposed to be documenting all this other stuff instead like i don't want it you know overshadowed it's weird yeah thing. it's 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 really it's really fascinating it's been a long time since i've seen it i watched it right after i watched the movie for the first time so my memories of it are foggy but it's it's highly recommended and uh, yeah, we can get back to talking I mean, about well, let's, I mean, this movie. We're talking about Daddy, though, and I mean, he really came through. He really, you know, Christmas was good this year. He 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 brought all the presents. I mean, everything that you. I mean, was there anything you wanted that you didn't get out of this movie? Either of you. That's a good question, Kevin. I don't think so. I was I was thoroughly uh, pleased, like pleased, pleased. I had like a fucking huge. I don't know if I cried. I did. I mean, but there were so many moments that I was just smiling through this film mm -hmm. there were so many moments luke that i wanted to text you <laughs> but i wanted to save it for for and now you you've know, forgotten the them all no i got it all written down okay, i mean there's one real fucking serious thing i want to talk about oh please let's film. do it are let's we gonna it. jump into that i don't want to necessarily jump into it because i think you need to answer oh. um luke if there's anything about this movie that you wish oh well then the other yeah that's gonna be a um well yeah i have a thing I think a good question is did 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 you anyone cry at any point? Yeah, and when and and like that feels like a question to ask, but I don't want to derail us completely. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, I think I did the first time, maybe in some of the same places, maybe different places, but I don't remember. But I definitely did this time. Um, but like Kevin described, for most of the movie, my face was almost like it was just sort of various frozen expressions of kind of like just awe or just delight you know like a like a sort of open mouth smile of yeah, just like disbelief uh -huh. it's just like stuck on my face for like 15 minutes at a time i mean it was really truly but yeah i mean i got i got there pretty pretty seriously with some of the stuff mm -hmm. and it's it's you don't have a specific moment of like well it's was, i this think was, it's, this was the trigger it's oh. it's it honestly it was when i'll tell you what it was it was it was the train car um scene it's like like uh gendo's last scene when when he says when he says he, he says he realized that that it was her all along or whatever. Oh, like, Yui, there you are. Yeah, that 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 was really. Um, and your it, son. It really, yeah, it really that really cut uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, Pretty good. It it it. it it's amazing I, how how much like getting to all that Gendo stuff was so satisfying, and yet you're you're like, I mean, of course that's who this guy is. Like, how could how could we how could, how could you how could anyone in the audience like have watched all of this stuff and not kind of picked up on the idea that he is like a super tragic character and yet it still feels so raw when it hits when you're really seeing it and I think that that's like I don't know well, I, I think mean, it's I think it's that line because to, everything that he's you know honestly his whole monologue I, I intuited from yeah, the show and, and from and and Evangelion like it, it was all there I got it I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't need him to say it. But him saying, oh, there you are, is the moment of his realization, which he never really got in the other things. Is that final exactly. beat of catharsis where he's like, oh, fuck. Like, there she was in my son, and I didn't see it. And now it's too late. Bye. <laughs> you know, get, yep. get off the train, buddy. Like, that's, that's the extra thing that makes him fully tragic. Yeah, Is exactly. the realization of mm -hmm. what he's lost. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It really hits. It really hits. It's good. In a lot of a lot of different ways. For me, especially the first time, almost like a little bit of an out of body experience, and then this time, you know, much more muted because I knew everything that you know was coming, and I was also trying to think of like, oh God, what are we gonna say on the podcast? <laughs> like the first time, I just surrendered fully to the experience, and this time, it was like, okay, gotta pay attention. Like, oh shit, I don't understand what that means. Like, <laughs> we want to be the voice of authority on this in some sense, and you know, with the show, we've had you know twenty plus years or whatever to kind of soak in it and marinate and have our answers and our reads and stuff and this is so fresh that it's like ah, I'm trying to track exactly it all, but, but it's the moment where it's the last moment between Shinji and Misato which is a mirrored moment to their last mm-hmm. moment in yeah. Evangelion and that this Shinji is so different yeah and that he's you know she's saying I think he says I want to go finish it for myself you know, he says the line, uh-huh. you know, it's like, go finish it. You know, that's what she tells him right before she pushes him on the elevator. Like, you know, go, mm-hmm. you know, see for yourself and do what you want to do and stuff. And, and has to still push him. And he's just kind of looking. And this time we see him like that at the beginning of this movie. But then at the end, he's able to stand on his own two feet and tell her I'm off. And their goodbye felt like a catharsis and sort of the opposite of the Gendo thing, which is, you know, it almost feels like Gendo kind of dies in the original, like still being, uh, you know, thinking he's right or something really. I mean, I I don't remember exactly what his final line is in any Evangelion, but, but this really felt like, well, this is the goodbye that they were supposed to have. And for, you know, all the circumstances of Shinji's emotional state couldn't, couldn't get. And, and and that encapsulated for me the moment of like you know like basically you know, I, I can't remember his exact wording but it's basically I'm off now you know I'm off Misato I, and you know goodbye Shinji. That connects directly to, to another part that that made me oh. very emotional and I wanted to ask you guys about it to see if 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 it tracked or if it hit it impacted you as much. The it's in the same scene but the yeah no pun intended but the the when when he says um or sorry when she says that she takes responsibility for everything he did before because mm. all the other people are blaming him right and it and it and it like and i'm going to try to avoid talking too much about like my own therapy because I, i've been in a lot of the, like this headspace recently so some of this stuff is really jumping out at me but it it seemed to me like really like a really powerful moment because it was like so to me and tell me if i'm just like you know not make too much out of this thing but it's like to some degree, it it was almost like Shinji needed that so badly the whole time to 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 feel a little bit like there was an adult that was like mm-hmm. I don't, you know is like she kind of did come through and sort of like fully become a mother there in a yes. way because it's like the struggle with the fact that like look I'm a child and and I'm doing I'm trying to do what people are telling me to do and they're all telling me that I'm good at it but the things I'm doing are hurting people and I can't I'm too young and too broken to fit these things together morally mm-hmm. and I need adults to take care of me. He doesn't have a mother or a father, you know? And so the whole thing is this sort of, you know, story of this, you know, this family being assembled and her kind of becoming a mother. And it's of course interesting in this movie that she effectively did, but couldn't accept it. And that she yes. does fully accept it. Like the responsibility of being a parent for this kid specifically. And that what he needed was somebody to, to just ensure him of that on like a, like a moral spiritual level. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Really, no, I think that's exactly, really I think a lot of this, this movie time. is about parents. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think the fact that Misato does have a son that she just ran away from, uh, and is like, well, I'm glad to hear he's doing well. But I think that that moment's important for both Shinji and for her to be a moment of like, no, I accept the responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, which was something she was maybe afraid to do. I don't know. 
yeah. I think that's an excellent point. Yeah, that I, you reminded me. I, I had to note about that, but that really, that really, really froze me in my tracks for a little bit there because it it's one of those things again. Like it, it's so much of the stuff that makes this movie great. I mean, there is surprises. Don't get me wrong, but so many of the things that were still surprising had had a sense of inevitability that once they hit, like all the Gendo stuff we we're talking about, it wasn't like what the fuck I never thought about that before. But at the same time, I was so it was so like like seeing things lock into place that feeling of things fitting yeah. and that feeling of like her saying i take full responsibility for everything shinji did before blah 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 and i was like oh my god that feels so good to hear I take full responsibility so, for him being alone in that hospital room with asuka in that other universe <laughs> she says it in front of everyone she's like he jacked off in front of her she was dead as far as he knew that was my fault by the way Disgusting. that's on me my bad <laughs> oh, Kevin, your, is your, your yeah, juices here um, your your LCL that you ordered. Uh, Do you need delivered. to go sign for this delivery? Do I? I think we're cool. Of of like a baby Ray fetuses that came in these like containers that you ordered. Surprise! <laughs> Kevin ordered a bunch of those like baby birds that you drink that are like, <laughs> drowned in brandy or whatever, like the most decadent yeah, uh, the, dish. Yeah, like the French, yeah, whatever the the thing from Succession. Yeah, <laughs> so wait, so what was your controversial? Where do we want to go to your your? Oh, I mean, let's just fucking dive in because she has yet to be brought up. Luke, mm. have to say <laughs> that fucking Mari rules. I, Mari yep. is my A number one fucking chick. I think I, A number one? Dude, I think in this movie, Mari this, takes the fucking I, seat. I didn't want to jump in because we were like, the credits are like about to roll when we were watching the movie and we're all sitting there and I didn't want to jump in with a joke and like ruin the moment, but I really was going to jump in and be like, the new answer, the movie is telling you the new answer is Mari. The movie is telling you that like, yeah, 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 you have to move on with your life. You don't, it's not, you don't get to spend your whole life obsessing over the same three women and, 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 and for, <laughs> for 15 years, Pretty you're going to meet good. somebody new at some point and then you're going to go be an adult actually this time instead of like measuring yourself against the adultness of your peers or the adults that are sort of treating you like adults inappropriately. Mari. It's like, yeah, like, like they find it like a seemingly healthy relationship by the end, which I was not expecting that at all. So I wasn't, that's, I didn't want to like ruin the, like, fuck you told you so. But I was like, I'm pretty happy with that as the way that they decided to go with that whole character. I was not expecting most of that at all. Mari's, Mari's great in this movie. Mari's great. Yeah. I, I mean, to, I, I won over. I do think it would have been better if she was not in the climax of two was teased Agreed. in two showed up as a full-blown character in three Agreed. and then had this role in four would have that i mean that just would have been it would have, would have been, been a better. smoother yeah. rollout and it would have it would have been better for the audience's acceptance yeah. of her and for her function in the story. I completely I don't, just, uh, yeah, just a I more don't, elegant, you yeah. know, and, and it's and it's because they didn't know what they 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 put her in there to destroy Evangelion, quote unquote, uh, like just to kind of fuck it up, and they didn't know what to do with it, and they were fucking it up, and then they kind of righted the ship as they started to go into, because she just wasn't part of that part of the, when they were retelling the story that we mm -hmm. already know she she wasn't a part of that, so she didn't fit. And especially when you're truncating things, trying to add more, it got clumsy. But as part of the fabric of the new material, mm -hmm. she she really works, you know, because again, the show is so much about these these tragic and damaged people. She's a character that seems to have no damage, uh, and it's and it's frustrating, and she's alienating. And then, but but here, 
she's able to sort of, I don't know, participate on a very different playing field. So I did end up liking her a lot. There, there's, there's some things to say about her. I know there was a theory that people were saying that she was in, you know, basically a, a an insert, you know, in the mm-hmm. in the artistic sense of mm-hmm. Moyoko Ano, that Ano's wife, mm. that he had sort of like written her into the thing as you know the character that saves mm-hmm. Shinji and all that. I wondered that too, by the way. Wasn't well, she in that picture of? Um, is she in that picture that Futsuke? Is well, let's at? yeah. I will. I'll get to that too. That's the other thing. So the first thing is just whether or not, and I think Studio Kara's denied it, but but it is an interesting read. That you have this, you know, this character with glasses that is, you know, lively mm-hmm. and like kind of rescues this, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> this stuck up his own ass, yeah, kind of nerd guy. Um, and she did some preliminary character designs for the movie at one point. And, Interesting. And I definitely, and we've talked about this on the show before, but like, oh, there's a lot of stuff in here about like the smell of earth. Mm-hmm. And things like that, and that this is specifically stuff that he said his wife sort of you know helped him reconnect to, you know, the world outside of himself. So there is it might not have been in, totally intentional, but it does seem like there is at least in part you know his wife's DNA is I, <laughs> existent in the character. I th- and I think and you can see it in the whole movie. I mean, I, level. It, it's when you watch this movie, especially if you've spent as much time with with his other work and his other work in this series in particular. It's like it's it's very easy to see that this is the work of a different man. I mean, this is the work of a of a older, more mature, you know, yeah. a guy who is that's the, yeah, dealt that's with the a point. lot of stuff in his life. And so it's like it, like I had the thought about a bunch of those same thoughts of going like, yeah, it would make sense to me if if there was some aspects of of his wife that you know because she became a part of his life and you know sort of mm-hmm. in the in the interim and it makes sense that that could would be a big change for him. And I, I did have that sort of thought, and it, it's it's nice to see though. It's again, it's like it's like I, I feel I feel so happy for him watching this movie in a way, <laughs> and it's just like I know that it's all like this weird like you know we have these like Freudian you know tying in the creator with the work and you know sure transposing these things onto either you know back and forth. But I do uh, I think it's totally appropriate. Yeah, like it's this, impossible this not material. to. Yeah, um, impossible not to at this point. But uh, is she is okay, dude? So there's one. I, you know, watching this movie just to, to talk to answer your other question, uh-huh. Kevin, or to 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 bring this up. Uh, watching this movie, there's a lot of stuff. It's like I get it, or I get it enough. the The conversation between Mari and Fiutsky at the end, right before Fiutsky orange juices, mm-hmm. where he calls her Mary Iscariot. Mm-hmm. And there's like some like they seem to know each other, mm-hmm. right? And there there seems to be some implication via the photo, not just the photo, but also in the the flashbacks of Gendo, Gendo's black and white storyboardy flashbacks when he's having his like Yui mm-hmm. Yui mm-hmm. Uh, kind of moment. The girl with glasses that like takes his bandage off or mm-hmm. his blindfold off and is like pointing out Yui to him. Mm-hmm. Is that Mari? Like, mm. is Mari Im- immortal or like young? Like, was she? I think so. Has she been around since then? Was somehow a contemporary of Gendo Yui Fuyutsuki back in the like Gehern days? Yeah. That is somehow a, a a holdover. 
You know what? I I just don't understand Mary Iscariot. Obviously, there's reference to Judas Iscariot. You know, uh-huh. biblical. The, you know, the he betrayed Jesus. He's the one that's responsible for his. Oh wait, is this gonna be? Is this this is gonna come back to the wandering Jew theory again? Well, no, but like what? <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, it I'm implies sure that she's a there. traitor. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what to make of that aspect of Mari. And there was a couple of other things I need to watch the movie again to like catch them all. But like other weird references to like, wait, what is her deal? Yeah, I mean, because because the the um... oh, because because the, the rays, and and here's the other big thing, and that's a weird weird can of worms. But it does seem like Asuka is also a clone. Mm-hmm. In this mm-hmm. version of the story, so she is yep. like Ray. There's a batch of Shikinamis. Yep. There's a batch of Ayanamis. Uh-huh. There was something that Mari said that made it seem like she was not part of that. Like there was the Ayanamis and the Shikinamis, but there wasn't the illustriouses, mm-hmm. the Makinamis. Like that. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. Like it seemed like she was unique. Like Shinji was unique, and Ray and Asuka were clones. And then whatever the fuck. I mean, it. I mean, is she Colors. not at the very least like an interdimensional traveler or whatever? Like, because, be, like, I mean, at the, if, like, what, what, why is she imbued with special powers at the end if she's not something other than? Is she actually imbued? With is special she imbued powers with special powers? powers? But no, I mean, just but her her knowledge and understanding and, and ability to like you know navigate that whole scenario right. at the end. Like, she's she seems prepared for like, that. This is this is the weird thing to look at with this continuity. There's so much that we take for granted that we just kind of port over our understanding from the last version to yeah. this version. And sometimes that's okay. And then sometimes it's like, wait, they're doing something different. Yes. You can't apply that logic. So the whole like Marduk Institute and that all the motherless children who are at the school of potential pilots doesn't seem to be in play. Mm-hmm. They don't have Toji be a potential pilot. They never right. recruit anybody else. The pilots they have are Gendo's son, yeah. Mari, and then two clones that they bred specifically for this purpose in Asuka and Rei, I guess. I guess so, so what is Mari's deal? And the old thing that we talk about where the you know, Maya Sakamoto has said, that voice actress for Mari said that Ano had told her something about Mari that's a secret she will take to her grave. I mean, so there is some secret that they know. And is Mar is Mari like a Sele plant? Like, is she like a Sele operative kind of? Is she like a turncoat, like Kaji kind of? But I don't that know. Could be. Because she seems to be playing multiple. I mean, one last clue. Yeah, that's one, I mean, one last weird clue thing. In and I referenced this, I think, somewhat cryptically before on the podcast. But in the the final volume of the manga. Mm-hmm. I guess spoilers for the supplemental story at the back of the manga. <laughs> so fast forward if you want. But there's a short story, non-canonical, but a short story. There's just, I will just do this for fun. But it is, and you know, Yoshiyuki Sadamoto, the, the character designer, wrote the whole manga. It's this little short story. Because <laughs> you know the manga started like when the show was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't finish until like they had started doing the rebuilds. Because it took... Him, you know, we complain about the movies, but the manga <laughs> took for fucking ever to finish. So by the time so it's done, there's this little short story about Yui at the university, and the, you know, it's from the point of view of this girl. She's like 16 years old. She's she's a genius. So she had you know gone gone to university a couple years earlier. So she's there with Gendo. You see young Gendo. You see young Naoko uh, Ritsuko's mother. You see young Yui, and there's this girl that's like jealous of Yui and like stole her glasses. And recommends her for this position. And they're like, oh, she's already doing this 
scientific expedition, this is other thing that's going to become, you know, Gaharan. So it's like this little prequel story. And at the end of the story, you see that she had stolen Yui's glasses because she was jealous of her. And Yui's like, oh, you can keep the glasses if you want. Let me fix your hair. Puts the glasses on, fixes her hair, and it's Mari, like twist ending. It's like this this girl that she's been interacting with who was 16 years old at the time that Yui was in university and, and first met Gendo is Mari. And she names her as Mari at the end of that story. And that would have been, like you said, they, they would have published that volume right. with that story right Because obviously the manga is based on yeah. the original story. So Mari's not a part of it. That like Mari didn't exist. But then it was sort of like a little, oh, this is a cute thing to do since we're done with the manga. What if we tied Mari into the old continuity by having her be this friend of... Yui's from university days, but yeah, but like weirdly jealous uh, that and extends jealousy to like kind of beyond like actual mortal means to like she exists because that doesn't answer anything about how she is this age when right well yeah I mean so that so in that story it would be like like I don't think that story was written to be right a clue or canonical in any way. It yeah. was just like a fun winky, like, Oh, we could put Mari in here. Like yeah. that though. She's look, she's in the old manga. Like this is a fun way a different version of the story to have her be part of it. But when you see this final movie, which probably came out after that manga had happened, yeah, yeah. you could see maybe Anna be like, Oh, that's interesting. Oh no, that's, <laughs> well, what, that's what I was going to say. I think, exactly. I think with all this stuff and what, what, what I've at least been learning from you, you've been digging through more of the ancillary material, but like, like hearing these things, it does start to me to feel like like a chicken or egg situation yes. with a lot of stuff, and it, or or like a kind of you know incubation chamber for the whole thing that like to some degree, and this is another you know compliment to the sort of like Anno's managerial skills as a kind of like franchise manager of this that that he's smart enough to kind of release his you know team to sort of explore things and then seemingly sometimes goes hey that was cool i should kind of like maybe take a little piece of that and, and he he has said as much yeah that, like, and i think he, it's awesome he, he doesn't his his idea is not always the best idea and that he'll if there's a better idea then mm -hmm. he'll take it is not there in service of his ideas you Which know is, yeah, a good leader he doesn't uh, want to be a dictator he mm -hmm. says specifically in the in that interview of like I, i'm not interested in i'm not good at being a dictator back to mari for one sec yeah um you know, I, I agree. Like, I didn't really give a shit about Mari in the previous movies at all. It's so thus, even more impressive that she like made this much of an impact on on me in this film. Like, even like right off the bat, some like some of the best lines in this movie <laughs> go to fucking Mari. Mm -hmm. Many a small bird surround a hawk, eh? Many a small bird. Nagra gal, give hawk, me a eh? diversion. Excuse me, excuse me, I fell. Like, I mean, <laughs> fucking awesome. I mean, well, yeah, she the said, she's the one is... that says hosed, right? We're going to we're gonna be hosed yeah. if those things get here. Yeah. I, it's like hosed. I was like, God, I haven't used that in so long. Hosed is so good. It is so good. <laughs> no, I wrote a couple of equivalent of hosed. <laughs> yeah, because that's a real specific and kind of like esoteric, uh, uh, you know, like no one uses that anymore. It's very good, though. She's great. I, I, I still don't think she's better than Asuka, guys. In this, Asuka is awesome. In this too, Asuka is awesome. Asuka, it's, 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 it's some of the, it's maybe my favorite Asuka stuff because the, because the slight evolution of her, I think, gives the care and, and and just and where and where we're at in the you know whole franchise at this point. I think I think she's allowed to have a different kind of dimensionality the that I really intro enjoy. of Asuka in this movie is incredible. Like yes. that whole scene fucking rules. Which where she's drinking from that ladle or. 
she's naked. She, yeah. she walks in. He's just like standing oh. in this shadow, like totally gaunt and like eyes wide. I <laughs> laugh like so when Kinsuke comes in because you don't know exactly I which beat they're going to play yeah, to. Yeah. So he comes in. So it's like Kinsuke's like an adult man now. And he's got this, you know, like freakishly inhumanly young woman that, that is still looks like a teenager that is clearly like so dispassionate about her life that she just walks around naked because she doesn't care and, and probably kind of likes antagonizing people with it in a way sure and and that and i was like god is is this like does she normally like when when you're watching the shot because he's <laughs> he not in the put, frame yet puts that towel on yeah her he walks in the frame and i'm like oh he's not reacting oh this is funnier and then he just drops the towel on her head like she's a two-year-old you know like it's like yeah come on you you know yeah. dry up kid like it's just so funny it's like maybe a five-year-old not a two-year-old but like you know yeah. it's like yeah you just it's like the, the subtleties of a lot of the character dynamics because again he's had so long and we've all had so long to love these characters in different forms so getting to see these kind of like reconfigurations of their dynamics is so fucking pleasing you yeah. know it's 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 tough <laughs> because you know the characters are supposed to be 14 or whatever um but fan service is still a big part of it. Uh, you know, this is all just to say, like, I, you know, ap apologies. But that, you know, she's running around with that jacket in the underwear. That's, there's a lot going on there. And I, you know, that was a lot to look at. And uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, you, it's, it's one of those I'm just saying, things. it was a hot look to just have a jacket on. I, no, I mean, we, we, had, we wrote that into a script before. That's not, uh, it's, 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 it's a good look, you know, in general. It is weird, though, that you have to kind of, like... I mean, this is all anime stuff. You have to take yourself out of the... Yeah, you know, no, for sure. Weird. But there was some hot looks. Look, the, you know, fan service is a part... If you're listening to an Evangelion podcast... I, hey, look, I mean, if Mari's, you know, ancient, old, then it's, you know... Well, here's the other thing about Mari... Uh, now that I've canceled, of course myself. I. Of course I already. I've been saying for episodes, and everyone can swear that I've believed Mari was an adult this entire fucking time. But I no, never but she looks. She's she looks different in the end of the movie. She does. And Shinji's yeah. an adult. She's obviously also an adult. Like, I she love her adult grown, look, by the way, because uh, I don't like the I don't like the glasses that she has normally. I like the full frame glasses that she has. At the oh end. yeah, her weird like Matrix. Like yeah, half, I'm not uh, into that. It's the only thing I don't like about her character design. Bad glasses. Uh, yeah, but she's visibly older, so that does suggest mm -hmm. that she That's was true. not. But all this other stuff suggests that maybe she was not fourteen, you know, like the other characters. Well, mm -hmm. the 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 Iscariot thing has to be, I mean, that's why I made the wandering Jew joke because that was the whole thing of like that 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 Keel was the guy that had pierced Jesus aside and mm -hmm. was walking eternity right, for his some sins. Weird anti-Semitic, like uh, yes, piece of ephemera. And it's like, it's like, but I mean, is that not kind of what is vaguely being suggested? Not literally the same thing, but if you're using the name. And you're and so you, and he said he says you know you know and he says it like it's a reveal and she says oh I haven't been called that in a long time mm -hmm. I mean that's you that's the joke you make that in any movie where someone's time. super old you know I mean that's like that's that's the thing it's like you know hmm. yeah like, I mean is she some sort of constant within all the universe that's what I think well like you know, like an uh, agent of the what is it called the Golgotha object the, the or whatever Golgotha object Gol yeah. yeah. Go, yeah. go, I think is it pronounced Gol? Is it Golgotha? That's how they say. I've it. read it as Southern churches when I because it's it's the Golgotha is the place of the where the cross was. Right. Ah. Yeah. I forget what I forget. Oh, what that's it. why it's all the crosses. Too. Yeah. That's huh. like the name of the place where the, the Jesus crucifixion took place. Well, so you're saying she's kind of like Kauru in a way. Like, yeah, that's what I'm well, getting I, at. Yeah, but different so. though. I don't. So Kauru. He's the first angel in this and acknowledged acknowledge the repetition as predicted, you know, as we kind of predicted right. about like, um, yeah, I don't know. 
I'm not saying that I I cuz cuz I'm not saying that they have the, necessarily the same origin, but I would say that that my assumption is that those two characters have more in common. Yeah, I mean there is an implication of like, you know, I haven't been called that in a long time is like, you know, just what since the university or since where did she come from again in the like earlier movie like what was her introduction she was like where in she germany was from the other she's from the uk i think oh yeah she just like kind of we just like came into her situation we didn't she's like, with kaji yeah who i mean who kaji's Ka- a whole fucking thing no exactly this yeah right 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 <laughs> so kaji and okay to, to, to speak about kaji so he entrusted Will to Masato, basically, mm-hmm. uh-huh. as I think Ritzko said as much. Yeah, this was like his secret plan that he. I, okay, yeah, I kind of I forgot this time watching the movie that Kaji was like up to like a bunch of shit, and that yeah. he and that he'd been secretly planning Silent Running the whole time. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah exactly. I was super happy yeah, about yeah, to yeah. think it too, too, because I because everyone knows that's been listening this long enough that I'm obsessed with finding all the Stanley Kubrick uh, and ephemeral yeah. references. And so I'd like to point out that Silent Running is the movie about the, sp- the future where all the plant life on the planet is being kept in spaceships that's orb- orbiting around in space to try to find, to save, you know, the life on Earth. Um, and that it was uh, directed by Douglas Trumbull, the uh, genius, one of my all-time heroes, visual effects supervisor for 2001 A Space Odyssey, who designed the whole sequence at the end, the whole Stargate sequence was his. So he made this little movie that's like a little low-budget sci-fi movie that's just about that. So it was very pleasing to me to see them sort of, you know, have some references. I'm sure there's other, you know, classic sci-fi literature that had references that concept, but cinematically, yeah, I mean, it's that's an like arc. the... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that's the whole deal with Kaji is he seemed to be in on, he knew what Nerv was up to, what the final game plan was of human instrumentality, and was secretly working to negate that, to, to build an arc of plants and animals and I, th- I think like life on earth mm-hmm. in this you know sort of like voyager 2 <laughs> kind of uh, way of like i'm gonna put all this on a on an arc and shoot it into space that can like keep itself you know self-perpetuating thing and so that's i guess that's what the the wonder was originally built to do mm-hmm. um and so he had this secret plan to counteract nerve and then yeah willed it pun intended, to Misato when they had to stop Third Impact and he sacrificed himself. Yes. I'm still not clear on the timeline of when the near Third Impact happened. Mm. Like, we, we, get to, we get to see glimpses here of Ava Unit 6. Is it 6? Yeah. That cuts off Lilith's head and all the bones, all the skulls falling down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that, you know, was that the near third impact? Obviously, that's the, the last time, that's the last thing Shinji knew was like, I'm going to pull Ray out of yeah. the angel and bring her back and grant my wish and all of that. And then the next time we see it, it's 14 years later. So did the near third impact happen then pretty immediately and they mm-hmm, all stopped mm-hmm. that? And Kaji was like, okay, I got to do that like right here right now or was there like a seven-year break and then the near third impact happened and then yeah i can't tell because obviously a lot of time has passed of like they've built this village three they've like they've got these pillars that stop the corization from happening they've kind of built a society which yeah it seems like it's been a period of you know some years it would have to be yeah so so it's not like the near third impact happened recently but it doesn't necessarily mean it was 14 years ago in that moment from the end of 2.0 you know I, I, so i'm not 
I'm not sure when when they stopped it. What starts at the end of 2.0, I'm not sure when that stops. Mm-hmm. Immediately afterwards or, or what? I kind of appreciate that they don't, that they kind of, it, it seems like that's probably smart of them to just allow for uh, a lot of Apparently Anno has said, he's made reference to, like they asked him if he'd ever do more Evangelion and he said that he you know wouldn't ever continue the story, but there is that 14 year period in between that obviously that exists. Well, there you that go. might be something to revisit. All right. Can we talk about Corization and Red Paris and Red Everything and Wanderers, you know? Yeah. And also these, like, vortexes with it that, like, kind of where gravity doesn't seem to exist and, like, buses just float about. Yeah, that was that the, are covered in it was like red a, buses stuff. and, like, the train cars and stuff yeah, just yeah, yeah, suspended yeah. in air, like, with the red. Mm-hmm. Enough attention is paid to that. No. No, there, no, there is enough attention, oh, I enough would say, it. that is paid to it, at least visually, where it's in the background on certain establishing scenes, scenes and whatnot. And yeah. even at the immediate end, when everything goes blue yes. and no, the I, water gets blue, you see those two train cars that were floating. No, that made me very happy. Just on, like, you know, on the ground. Mm. So... I, what are your takes on uh, all of that weird I mean, we shit? sort of see Corization start, right, in the other thing. And we had this big, long discussion when we, in the episode about 3.0 about, <laughs> you know, our, did, did the manifestation of human instrumentality. And they, they talk about it some here, and it's, it's a little bit hard to follow. But, like, when all those – that ocean of, like, bodies comes washing out, it's like sort of the, the souls of every living mm-hmm. thing – and they're going to inhabit the Avas or something and start it. But we, we had sort of hypothesized that the, that what we would call the fa- the failures of infinity, mm-hmm. uh, like were these human souls that were transformed into these headless Avas. Yes. And then when the process was halted, they like froze in place. Cool. Uh, right. That was sort of where we yeah. landed. And so like part of the third impact was this, everything's turning into a core. This coreization is happening to the world. Those things are happening. Now they've they've got these pillars that hold it back, and so that's what's in the village. That's in the little lab that Kaji's at. That's that's what they do to Paris. That's what that's what's in the, Oscar's they, eye. That's what's in Oscar's yes. eye. That's the thing that clicked the, the me this time. Angel in check. Yep. And these pillars are what? No idea. Anti core fields essentially. Very Zelda that whole all of that with the yeah it holds off the well. corruption yeah 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 no it did it did there's a Breath of the Wild kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. vibe to the to the tech it, it kind of it looked like the like yeah. um, Sheikah slate things like because like the way yeah there's like yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 no that's that's true that is true no that that was one of the big things that like I just hadn't connected the dots on so when she pulls the thing out of her head the first time I was like what the fuck is going yeah. on yeah and then it was like this time that was when I the, I was like oh no this movie makes wanna... way more sense than. I thought it did because I was like, oh, I, I get it now. I get, I get broadly the concept. It doesn't mean that I can explain it in detail, but again, it's like it's all about getting enough to be engaged in the entertainment, and then we get to talk about it afterwards. But mm. I thought I was like, wow, I was really impressed with that because it was mm-hmm. it was confusing, and then suddenly it kind of worked for mm-hmm. me, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, okay, cool. Yeah, because like, what is the is the ninth angel in the movie yeah the ninth angel is bardiel so they talk about it being the ninth angel so she was infected by bardiel in 2.0 in in, in the um ava unit three yeah yeah and so part of her why she's got the eye patch and stuff is she you know she's she's crushed in the in the entry plug like toji was but she's also still got the infection of that angel i thought the eye patch was from the piercing at the end of evangelion I mean, maybe this doesn't constitute because maybe it's a separate reality. But yeah. remember the end of Evangelion when she gets mm-hmm. speared she has through like the, the eye? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I think that's it probably meant a, to be a, one a, of those kind of echoes. Does she have a thematic echo or reference? She have an eye patch at the end of End of Evangelion when she's on the I beach. I think she's got one bandages, one a band- like, ray yeah. bandages on bandage yeah. babe on the eyeball. Uh-huh. Since I, I, I think that it's I think that part of the whole. But she also gets pierced in like the stomach and like the hand. Her hand splits apart and like all that stuff. She definitely gets fucking hit in the eye though. I remember. I think so. The unit two does. Oh, maybe I yeah. And she's holding it. Yeah. Was wounded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. The the whole like I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. reaching with the one hand while she's covering and her then, eye. And yeah. then she gets split. Yeah. I think dead. it's. I think when you're doing this kind of narrative that is like a you know the repetition thing uh, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I think right. that I it's think like everybody it's like, getting their arms chopped off in Star Wars. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but, but they they do reference in that scene when she pulls it out. They talk about oh, pattern blue, yeah, the ninth angel, which yeah. is Bardial in this continuity. So she was infected. She's unleashing the that angel make, infection. And that makes sense to power yeah. up her the AT field so she can rip through her own totally. Ava's AT field to try and destroy thirteen. Uh, what were we what were we talking about? Oh, the 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 wanderers. So yeah, like the like that certain ones of those start to come to life maybe yeah. as they're getting near to, you know, doing the, the final stage of the plan. Interesting. I mean, I I they're it's starting funny. to move. That that reminds me of the because you said Breath of the Wild and that and that I think that's a, an astute observation in terms of like some of the aesthetic stuff. But I did I made a note at one point and I can't remember. It was towards there's like second act of the movie or something like that when I when I realized that one of the things I observed that I I don't. I never really thought about in in the previous iterations of Evangelion, and I think maybe it's because it's it's emphasized differently here. Is it seems it seemed like in this one, Anno was comfortable with like some amount of kind of like video game literacy, yeah, helping the storytelling. Yeah, boss enemy. Yeah, like he was pe- he <laughs> the was boss enemy. That was I love that line, but he yeah. was like he was he was peppering little things where there would be like okay, your objective is this and things like that, yeah. and it felt like that, but also the way that that the various like you know uh bad guys are sort of distributed through the universe felt very much like a video game of like there's these different types of these ones do this well, and these ones do that and these ones do that, that they, and it's easy for people to like there's those understand things that. those arms those like the, it looks like it's an like ava it, like finn with two arms yes. the, oh, two, jumping around two did you did uh, either of you one. guys play metal gear solid 4 yeah yeah you remember those black yeah. orbs at the end there's yeah. like these black spheres that have human arms I think they have like two or three human arms that just like crawl around and they like, they're exactly like that. Well, that's I, funny because I, I thought that some of the music totally choices Kojima. in this reminded me very much of the way the, the way the music is used in Death Stranding, actually. Because the music in this is different than it is in other Evangelion movies. And there's a lot more of this kind of like English language sort of contemporary That sounding. stuff reminded me of Cowboy Bebop. I can, or, I can or see Yoko that too. Yoko Kano stuff where you have this like this... American or English singing crooner, yeah, you know, like <laughs> you know, walk in the rain and like all oh, yeah. that cowboy bebop stuff. Like, we're, call we're, me. I am curious, Luke. Did you were the were the arm things? Um, yeah. Were those unit three and or thirteen? Because one of those units oh, was yeah. missing an arm, right? And at the end, wasn't one of them missing an arm? Well, okay, Wait, the, unit the things, thirteen, the had jumping four around arms. things. Yeah, I'm thinking that the jumping around thing looked very distinctly like Shinji's unit, 
Um, yeah, it looked like one of the the pauldrons yeah. with like two mm-hmm. arms attached to it, yeah. just jumping around. Like it was like, well, I got these extra parts. Yeah. I was just yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I, mean, I was just so <laughs> we're gonna do these extra Lego yeah, yeah, pieces yeah, that we got. Enough. Like, oh, I just build, build these whole things. <laughs> but that's that's. I mean, that's. I guess that 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 does tie into the like the. I just was so impressed with the amount of new stuff in these. In yeah, that, like yeah, everything, yeah. everything, the, 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 all the, the skull, new... like the Eva Infinites. Oh, the like, sevens, yeah, like uh-huh. it's just the skull faces. If it, it felt like by the end of it that Anna was kind of just like, all right, give me every single, you know, give me your craziest concept art, give me, give me whatever you got, and let's just dump as many things in this as we can. And <laughs> it's so satisfying. And and, and I guess this is well, where at I'm one like, point, Mari has no arms on her Ava, so it, it right. bites the arm off of yeah. one so of those sick. skeletons so and sick. attaches it to Fucking her sick. own arm yeah. with his mouth, like just rips it off. And, uh, what is the line? On. She says, like, I'm going to consume you and absorb to continue my scary growth. She says oh, scary. She says? I think she says, like, like when she's going to eat the, like, 9, 10, and 11 or whatever, she's like, I will, like, something. I And she says it that way to perpetuate my scary growth. <laughs> I swear to God, I think it's a like, I love that was her term. That whole scene was very video say. game esque. Yes. Like, I mean, and it was great because, you know, Asuka's like unloading on all of these like Ava Infinites and which are like, like swarm mode. And that might be my favorite. She scene like the whole movie, throws the gun and then she like, he's like, four eyed crony, give me my next piece. And then she <laughs> all these different weapons. It's yeah. so sick. It's got, great. That's the thing where it's like I, I, it, video game stuff gets abused by people who don't understand how like to translate between the mediums. But there is something so pleasing about the, the succinctness with which an, a modern audience member can attach themselves to mm-hmm. what are otherwise incredibly complex action sequences. And I think because if you just tip it a little bit more to like, hey, kids, it's like a video game. It's like it's I think it just suddenly clarifies so much because I, I mean, that sequence is some of the most insanely composed action I've ever seen in my life. It's rad. It's it's really rad. Yeah, it reminded me of like Metroid. It reminded me of like a game I can't remember. Like, oh, it actually reminded me of that Zelda fighting game. Like, you know that kind of oh, offshoot. Yeah, yeah, game yeah. Like Swarm. What's the what's the one that and... Roland was playing? Oh, yeah, yeah uh, Age of Calamity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it Hyrule Warriors? Yeah, yeah we played it a little like, bit. You know, it's like, yeah, just like insane, insane. <laughs> I mean, the, the swarming stuff is. You know, Matrix Revolution. It yeah. is. It's true for sure. But that's it's 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 like it's, it's so much of what's achieved in this movie with a lot of it is just how fucking brilliant Anno and the whole team of designers and animators are with dealing with scale and yeah. shifts in scale because this movie is also just like it's like everything just scaled up because everything and, has and to be bigger. You know, scale shouldn't. It almost feels like it shouldn't work in animation in the same way. Yes, you know what I mean because it's like. You know, it's all it's all cartoons. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do you convey size? Mm-hmm. But it's all drawings. So it's like, I don't know. But it's... the way the way that they'll the way that he's in in again, I know that this is all stuff that we've seen in different versions and other things. But but we're seeing so many of these techniques like really visually freshened up for us here. But like you know, things like the sea of bodies, where you mm-hmm. can you're you're being presented with something so incredibly abstract that to say like, okay, imagine that there a wave is so big that it's made up of human mm-hmm. bodies so that at this distance it would oh, it's like those are like really abstract scale things to mm-hmm. like put your imagination through and he's doing such a good job of constantly like introducing these things visually in such a way that you grasp it then he pulls back and gives you that okay now you and then you're sort of in it and you're not really thinking about like that's where i looked at you guys at one point and go they're using the battleships as torpedoes now. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, I just—I yeah, yeah. need to make sure that's what I'm understanding because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so fucking cool yeah. and it's so obvious in a sense. But they're so pleasing to see 
the way that like things get built out of larger things yeah. and the way that a, something this big now has this relationship to something that used to be big in the previous you know like it's mm-hmm. even taller it's like all of that shit in this movie was so inspired i thought i do love all that i i, I will say the cgi doesn't always work for me correct the cell shaded mm-hmm. sure. kind of stuff and I love I love the sequence of them jumping down in there and like you know Oscar's got like unit twos and like this big the, the military pieces that love they it. stole from yeah. Paris love yeah. it and it's they really built cool. this like giant like bulky thing with it like sort of like a flash dance sweatshirt like its shoulder mm-hmm. and uh, head are sticking yeah, out yeah, of this yeah. like this military <laughs> thing and it's like throwing all the weapons and stuff like it's all really cool and the sense of scale is really neat. But it's almost like it's it is almost too much when you think back to something like when it's jumping when Unit Two is jumping from battleship to battleship yeah. in the show. Yeah, there's so much reality to it, mm-hmm. and there's so much weight, and there's so much to understand. Whereas like there's no gravity here, yes. there's no camera here, there's no fixed angle; it can yeah. just spin around. And there's no there's no fixed set number of enemies; it's just infinite number of enemies. It's just it's all so much that it's cool, mm-hmm. but it does. It is slightly untethered, which it's okay to be 100%. at this stage I, in the narrative. I of, do, you know. I do agree. I did miss some of the like, despite how fucking sick that whole sequence mm-hmm. is. I did miss some of the um, like uh, friction and gravity and physics that were on display in End of Evangelion when Oscar's fighting, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. is like some of the best animation of the ever. Best fucking animation. Seen. Yeah, no, it's this. Yeah, uh, but, I'm not gonna argue uh, that. but. Mari did have a lot of that shit in the beginning fight. Mm-hmm. There's this one shot oh, particular. The fucking steering wheel shot. shot. It's so fucking Get great. Get out of town. I that didn't appreciate how so cool that was tight. until I watched it this time. Oh, it's the great. way the camera has a little bit of pan and motion to it, too. It's yeah. so pleasing and so well thought out with mm-hmm. such intent. It's great. Mm-hmm. But that's why that's but that's I, I was having the same thoughts when it was like because 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 I was watching them to the descent down sequence or whatever. Like. And I was like, this is so fucking cool. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, and I, but I was having the thought that, like, yes, it is different in that it's like so untethered. But I was still finding my like appreciation. Like, I pointed, there's like one of the things when she's like, when, when Asuka's like swinging around and hitting the different ones, that it would, it, that, like, the camera in air quotes would sometimes like fix itself on a different frame mm-hmm. when she would make impact yeah, because yeah, her, yeah. the movement was then sort of like reorienting and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I was impressed with still how much they were, you know, able to, you know, still apply some logic to it. But then when it got to, you know, the big thing that, I mean, I guess if you went back in time and just like, you know, made us all guess what the climax of this movie would be, the idea that Shinji and uh, Gendo would fight in uh, near identical Ava unit ones is uh, through the history of the entire frame. That, that really probably is something you could have thought of. And yet, it's again so pleasing when you get there you're like wow i guess this is what i wanted it truly is this and it, and for a minute i'm like wait so now i gotta go back to just watching two big things punch each other in a city and then i was like oh no that's that's the point we already did all the crazy shit right. they don't need to do the craziest shit now they did the crazy shit there and so for this it's a different kind of impact because it's 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 these two characters so you you go mm-hmm. back to basics at the end because the emotional right so yeah and it, I and think it almost that's the feels like the, yeah. the basics are anticlimactic like it's just that's ah, just a set like it's just a, mm-hmm. a tokusatsu set and you know, they, they can you know go through the apartment and you know <laughs> love all that shit all, all so that stuff. much i mean it's worth mentioning that that the a film we made in college had an incredibly similar ending. That's true. 
incredibly similar. A movie that Kevin and I wrote and directed that Luke acted in. I did, yeah. And, and, and it was like, I remember so many of those conversations about conceiving of like an ending of a movie that would travel back through the other notable locations of the movie, entering them in the end as though they were sets linked together. Was the visual, and we, I mean, achieved it to some degree. It was incredibly pleasing to see yeah, it yeah, yeah. done to do this you, degree. Do you Jesus. think Anno's seen that movie? I mean, highly unlikely. I'm going to sue him, so we'll find out in Discovery, <laughs> motherfucker. We're going to see you in L- L.A. See Superior you in Court. court. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I hope not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke, did you no, want to no, continue? No, go ahead. Well, uh, this is a tangent, but I, I counted two Apple products in this movie. Mm. Oh, the and cracked I, iPhone. Uh, the cracked iPhone, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you noticed yep. that during Gendo's kind of mm-hmm. you know uh, brain recall thing on the mm-hmm. train. Uh, but there's another one that the... Um, Who's that character, the pink haired character you guys don't really care for? <laughs> oh, the, oh, new what is her the name? Gunbuster chick. The Gunbuster chick. <laughs> she looks and, like she's from Gunbuster 2. But yeah, she's also yeah. the new Mari because she's, she's the She's using like a pointless like some and sort of Apple monitor yeah. or something. Oh, which is just funny. And like I always just like thought that was really interesting. But honestly, Luke, piggybacking off of what you were saying earlier about Gendo wanting to include like payphones, I think it's the same kind of shit. It's like, let, I want to give the audience something tangible that's relatable, if only to kind of ground this thing mm-hmm. in some sort of semblance of reality, despite how unreal everything else might be. It's like, I don't know, that's an yeah. interesting conflation for me. I get it. Um, yeah, it doesn't bother me. No, no, it's certainly I mean, I don't the, think, I think it's the, interesting. The, the bags of Doritos in, in 1.0 are a little distracting. <laughs> like that Misato's fridge is just full of Doritos. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I, but for the most part, I don't mind the product placement. In, but in I, this. I, I, this is funny because this leads off to something that, that this is um shout out to our, our uh, good friend and collaborator, producer Jet Steiger, because this is the kind of thing that I feel like I, I don't know if Jet's watched this movie yet, but when he does, I bet if I ask him this, he'll comment on it, that I found myself really admiring all of the various graphic choices, like the typefaces and stuff. Now, I've I've talked about this a bunch on this, but this was really even more so because it felt like I I was constantly seeing different screens, different things. And because it's supposed to be like technology from different eras that's like both new and old, I was like amazed at how the computer screens, the computer graphics would have completely different fonts, completely different sort of like texture of them. And they were able to replicate like NTSC, like aliasing and stuff, like different things to make all of that stuff have a texture that even like some big sci-fi movies, and sometimes it's an artistic choice, to sort of have like like a Battlestar, like the no corners thing or whatever, like <laughs> to have like like there's a good reason for that sometimes to have a unifying aesthetic choice that like is part of the universe. But in this, the universe feels more the, real because of the, the variety. Aesthetics, the yeah, I would say the aesthetics on display in, in this movie, in in the design and in the industrial design and in the fashion uh, of of these of this movie is like a plus perfect. Yep, like totally unbelievable. Um, I mean, I have a note here, uh, you know, in the beginning, uh, Shinji wears a cool zip-up anorak. It's like, yeah, it's like there's like <laughs> fucking dope shit throughout this movie that is extremely pleasing to look at, um, down to the graphic stuff, which has always been like a real calling card for, for this for this show for me, is like typefaces and letters and how they're utilized um, and up close, like, you know, close-ups of screens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um for editing and rhythmic effect, it's really nice to see. Yeah, sorry, Luke, go for it, bro. Uh, no, uh, this is kind of j- jumping around a little bit, but I guess it's in re- referencing some of our some of the stuff we were on a minute ago. Um, in terms of 
groundedness. Hmm. Let me think. I guess I can kind of back up and say, and a little bit talking about Ben's question of what 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 would you want that you didn't have. Yeah. Look, I I think this movie's great. I love that it ends with like joy that you have sort of a joyous thing. I love, you know, intellectually, I love that Shinji is, I'm off now. I love that it's like, you know, take my hand and let's go. Goodbye, all of Evangelions. Everybody sort of gets these, this thing that we wanted. There's also an aspect to it of, this is a beautiful lie. And the end of Evangelion is the truth. <laughs> Um, uh huh. Like I, if if the original show had ended this way, I would have liked it. Put it on the shelf, watched it maybe one more time, and been like, yeah, oh, I love Vengeance. It's one of my favorite shows. But I wouldn't have watched it, you know, every few years and shown it to everybody I know and stayed up at night wrestling with it because it's it's here's all the answers. Yeah, I hear, I hear there, what you're there's, saying. There's a sense of completeness to it that is a sense of completeness, and so that's satisfying. But what's so amazing about Evangelion before is that it wasn't satisfying. Yep. So you were, ne- you were never done. You were always like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck does that mean? I feel sick. What, what does that mean? Is, is everybody coming back? What's going to happen and and so I, I'm happy that everybody got their closure. I know for some people they need that. And I like it. And I'm glad that it took so long for it to get here. But like I have I have a friend that, you know, watched. He's like, I'm going to get an Evangelion. And they watched all of the show and the movies. And then they immediately watched all the rebuilds. Yeah, I would definitely have. And I was that. like, that kind of sucks. Because you got to you got an ending and like, I, it's okay for me to have an ending. Cause I'm old. I'm 40 now. I don't necessarily need the robot cartoon to, <laughs> to help me with my nihilism anymore. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I guess I need the robot cartoon to tell me, stop thinking about the robot yeah. cartoon, go on, move Dude. on. Like, obviously there's like, there's moments when, uh, I think it's Hikari, you know, is, is talking to, to Ray about, you know, like, I'm just happy to have this moment and it's okay if every mm-hmm. day's the same because I'm, you know, you're older now than you've ever been. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're younger you're at this moment. You're the youngest you'll ever be yeah. right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm here with my daughter and all that stuff. And so it is really moving and it is a powerful message and I think a good message. But as a piece of impactful art... What's what's missing for me is that the sense of danger because it's it's nice, it's yeah. Nice. I I hear you. I think it's like it's it's, I because like in a sense like there's a part of you when you watch this that you go like this is so complete now that that it makes you really you know it's like you're like well is this what he would have wanted to do the first time? Is this what he wanted to do the first time? And he could, it's like, where does this, it's like, there's a party that starts to, because we're trained to do that. I think as audience members, well, it's fun. I, it's, it's the same guy approaching the yeah, same story yeah. at different periods in his that's life. That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm, that's where I'm getting to ultimately is that it's one of the few cases in, in pop culture and in, in, you know, sort of entertainment art, you know, kind of thing where, where it's like, 
it's it was truly worth it for this creator to return because this is and this is where I'm like trying not to name names because there's so many of them now of like it's such a common thing to sort of reboot these franchises and try to connect them to the things and whether that's authors you know making a sequel to their most beloved book when they're you know in the last 10 years of their life which is a thing that happens a lot these days too and it's like like for one of these things to have actually earned like Anno as a man presumably you know earned the ability to return to this and and bring this story because he lived the life that gave him this story and so it's like it's like i totally completely agree with you and i don't disagree it's like but i am so happy that it's also the part of the larger thing too you know what i mean that like if you watch the show and stop it in the evangelion like that is a complete thing and it should be seen as a complete thing and i would argue that like you know anybody who's new to watching it should probably put some sort of at least a few years moratorium like four years or something in between watching <laughs> the things so at least you're at a different life stage you know so that you can come at it differently you don't always get the luck of having 15 years right. to pass you know it's like we don't all get to have watched twin peaks you know in vhs and been waiting well, for 17 years or whatever yeah, like, i mean it's good that you brought up twin yeah. peaks because uh, it's the know, other one I, that works i i would say my counter, I think, if it is a counter at all to anything that you're saying here, is or why I would defend enjoying and really appreciating and understanding the way this movie ends, um, being completely content with it, is you know you look at the end of all every every season of Twin Peaks. Look Care, at the careful, end with, of, careful with the ending of. You haven't seen the I'm end not going to bring it up. The third I was, okay, so I'll, I'll refer to the first two. First one ends with a cliffhanger. The second one is one of the most nihilistic, cynical endings (laughs) you could ever see in a show. (laughs) It's so fucked up. And, you know, that comes to mind when thinking about End of Evangelion. Um, And, you know, because of exactly the things that you said, Luke, Mm -hmm. which is this could feed my own sense of nihilism. This could feed my, you know, I can really get behind that shit. But when you look at the show, for me, when I look at the show, it's like, I think, despite all of that, it's ultimately about an artist who, yes, is going through many years of change, um, who's trying to confront the nihilism and cynicism in his own life and the negativity in his own life. And he's always trying, like, the kind of resounding throng of the show, for me, seems to be, like, have hope amidst, you know, all of the, you know, challenges, uh, amidst all of the hurt and pain um persevere and like surmount you know and so if he's like i'm calling it you know it's fucking done at least for now I'm fucking done this is the end of this thing for him to be like yeah and i'm like in pretty decent spirits and shinji's gonna have a happy ending and like that's mm-hmm. that because we got we did the show we got to where we needed to get to which was this thesis of like life's tough you know wear a helmet type of thing but <laughs> yeah i mean it's sort of yui winning ultimately i mean it is yui winning. that is i think like, i think that it's like it's like it's it's like nobody kind of wins in the first one in a way like like no well, and it's like and in a sense that sort of feels like this was like the the sort of like you know not love conquers all but like shinji like wins right but like wins like the wrong it's like like in video game cultures like it's like yeah you had the weak ending it's like you didn't have the good ending like <laughs> yeah. you know like you that's know, very yeah, much like, what it feels like yeah is, yeah and, that, and that's what's that, i think that's kind of what the show about is. it i mean and and we've talked about this and we, we can talk about how our predictions you know matched up with it but there there does seem to be at least a subtle implication if not a larger implication or or just a thematic the, the idea that this incorporates all other media of Evangelion, mm-hmm. right? Like they're going through the sets and everything and they're talking about the cyclical nature of it. So they, there's there's a part of it that sort of feels like this is a greater whole that encompasses yeah. 
end of Evangelion. Yeah. End of Evangelion is one strand of different possibilities and you know Golgotha object stuff here. It's very and and to that I say, you know, look, I'll be the first person. Look, I you know we we wrote the Hellraiser reboot, so like you know I'll be the first person to be like you know, like well you know whatever you think of the reboot, the original always exists and it doesn't negate yeah. it. <laughs> this being part of the continuity does kind of negate it. And mild spoilers for like the Dark Tower. If mm-hmm. you have not read Stephen King's The Dark Tower, it's it's not not a huge spoiler, but there is there are multiverses in the Dark Tower, and it's ultimately revealed that the universe of The Stand, the post-apocalyptic novel The Stand, is a level of the tower, but not all of existence. This is just this is the thing that happened here, mm-hmm. and I think I love it because I love Stephen King and I like that everything's tied together. But I think that robs The Stand of some of its power. I agree because. It's, you know, you're reading the stand. It's like, this happened to the world. This happened everywhere. It's like, yeah, but there's other worlds where it didn't happen. It's like, well, that makes the stand so much smaller. And I think End of Evangelion, what's powerful about End of Evangelion is you're watching the fucking end of the world. Yeah. And it emotionally and visually feels in a tactile, very real sense, like I am experiencing the apocalypse. This is what it would feel like. So that to then say, but that's just one possibility, yeah. and maybe everything's fine, does rob it of power. Now, it always exists, and I can always uh-huh. watch it, and I can always stop at End of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. But now I know, next yeah. time I watch End of Evangelion, that's actually just part of this other thing where Shinji does get his shit together and everything's fine. Everything's fine. And, and if you're watching it for the first time, even if you put a moratorium on it, it exists. And, and what's so fascinating about my experience and you know, this is just me selfishly mm-hmm. being like and I think I think yeah. Anna has said what's cool about Shinji and look I get it and I, I appreciate it and, and, and part of me really loves it is that look Shinji and End of Evangelion is ultimately able to recognize his own pain in his own story and potentially save himself and in both the show and in End of Evangelion he rejects the choice right so he's able to sort of save himself mm-hmm. this he explicitly says I'm going to save other people. I'm going to save Ray and like Oscar's yeah. out there. I'm going to save her. So he's now graduated mm-hmm. the next level of you know enlightenment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save other people. It's not about me. It's not about my the own next thing. level so of the I recognize I'm being very shingy here. In like what was valuable about my experience with any of Evangelion was I opened the last door on I feel sick and there were no other doors for me to go through. Mm-hmm. And as an artistic statement. That is so fucking powerful. Yeah. And now you get there, and it's like, yeah. I feel sick. No, ah, there's another door. I'm just going to go out of this room. Like, I got it. Cool. See you later. And, and you're not trapped. And as grateful as I am to have this, I wouldn't wipe it out. I'm not saying I wish they hadn't done this. But mm-hmm. there's part of me that is like, I kind of wish it still ended with that. Well, because, you know what I mean? Like, like that's... Other other things can do, yeah. As much exactly, as I, yeah. I'm not negating anything you said, Ben. Of like, no, like no, no. nothing else. You know, like he's so good at it. It is so powerful. No, nobody nobody can do it like him. But other things can do emotionally and thematically. I believe what the rebuild movies have done. I think a lot of stories do that. No, I agree with tell you. you. I think okay. I think he's tied think back into the for. cultural. Pulse I think stories with this. Yeah. are for telling you it's okay. That's what Evangelion is so cool is because it's a story that can't 
quite it almost it tries and fails to do it for you and that's why it mm-hmm. sticks in your craw anyway no no you, I, I agree and it, I mean, the, the, the mm-hmm. thing that I kept thinking and I'm sure you have stuff to say Kevin I'll make this short there's an anecdote that for some reason has always stuck in my head I, I, I remember the weirdest things and I remember reading Nick Hornby used to have a book review column in the back page of the the Believer magazine, and so he would just like write about whatever books he read that week. And 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 I remember my favorite one that I remember reading, and I can almost remember it word for word. Is he said that he was uh, uh, walking down the street, his son had just been born, and he was like going out to like you know get a coffee for you know or something like that, and he was like freaking out about his existential reality, and he saw a book, and he just bought it because he's like I just have to buy a book right now. I need to. I'll never get time to read again. And he bought like the fourth in like the. Um, the detective novel, the Gone Baby Gone novels, like whatever that, like the, you know, it's the, the Kinsey and Gennaro novels that, what's his name, writes, And so he's like, he didn't really, he said he picked it up, didn't realize until he got back to the hospital to like sit with his wife and start reading this book that it was the fourth one in the series <laughs> and he was pissed off. And he said that like, he's like, but fine, whatever, I'm going to read it anyways. I heard these books are good, fine, who cares? They're meant to be written, you know, read this way, no one reads them in order. And he said like on like the first page or like in the first chapter, it's describing the character, the male character, like, you know, woken up by a nightmare, a nightmare about the worst night of his life. The, the night that something, something in Nick, Nick Hornby, I remember he said, he said, he said, I stopped right there. I closed the book. I left it in the lobby or whatever the thing. And he's like, he's like, and I'm never going to read the book again. He's like, I don't have time in my life to read a story of the fourth book that is still not the worst night in this guy's life. I want to be reading about the worst night in this guy's life. Don't tell me there was another thing that was worse, and then now you're telling me this story mm-hmm. instead because you shouldn't be telling this story then. And it's like, I I don't agree with that completely in every case, especially if it's something like that, but it, there's some part of that that reminded me of what you're saying where it's like, I already know what it's like, and it was that one where it was that was it. And it's like, this isn't that. It's not going to be that. And so there's always something that's mm. like, it, the urgency isn't there. It's not the same thing, even though you don't know that at the start of the thing necessarily. It's like that that there is a a bigger hit to something that you know has that level of desperation, that right. you've gotten the characters to that level of desperation. And I've been saying this for years. I mean, we've all three of us talked about it. I mean, we make movies together, but like th- there's sometimes it is hard to get connected to a story that doesn't have like life and death stakes to it, you know. And it's like that to me for a long time. I couldn't really watch anything that didn't have life or death stakes because that's that was what's important. And it's like there's no greater life or death stakes than like yeah, literally being in the world ending. So it's like you can't compete with on so many levels. Mm. And it's the it's like the Empire Strikes Back thing too. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like everybody says that's the best Star Wars movie, and it is. But it's like that's mm. the one that's the most hopeless one. You know, right. I don't know. Look, I'm I'm a real sap. Like I, I go for the schmaltz stuff. I want the end of you know Shawshank Redemption. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I am very sentimental and melodramatic. My man loves some swelling strings. Yeah, it's my <laughs> some favorite emotional piano plunking. Yeah, that's my shit. Like it's my brand. And so I mean, that, I guess that's sort of why it's interesting. Is Evangelion is the thing that like, just like deny, just like denies me that. Just to like get real crass, it's just like Evangelion, just like take me i'll just edge all day on that like it just it'll never take me over years years 15 years and now and now you did and you're now you're now you're pissed off about it now it's like now it's like i feel sick (laughs) (laughs) i just fucking jizzed all over his body and it's like well now what no. Yeah, now you have to live with yourself. That's your problem. You, 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 no. It's done, and you have to no, confront yourself. No, in the yeah. So, so no, I, I, I totally understand, and I, I don't begrudge anybody. And I don't. And and one last thing, and then we get back to just talk about how you know much we love this movie, because I do, and I love this. And obviously, like, do you want more Evangelion? You know, yes, I do. 
I do. And, you yeah. know, on whatever whatever terms, whatever happens. Um, but just going back to some of the the really cool animation again, like really cool, really satisfying uh, ap- apocalyptic stuff. Um, there's something about it that there's so much and it's so untethered, and we're cutting to so many different things. When you think back to End of Evangelion and how much you're sort of in that cockpit mm-hmm. with that hum, mm-hmm. and how, like Kevin was saying, the animation of the battle with the mass production Avas, and even the, you know, uh, tumbling down Komsus or Todd stuff, the apocalypse has weight. And this stuff doesn't have that weight because it goes maybe because it goes so much farther. Yeah. And maybe it's the scale because thing. there's CGI, like a CGI head, which is interesting. Right. That we're talking about, <laughs> you know, like and, and I get that it's getting meta of like this is Evangelion Imaginary. Like this is we're now kind of referencing you and you expect this and we're sort of our ability to imagine and the fictional world is breaking down as as you know their their humans mental and physical selves are sort of being importing this thing but it just it almost is just like there's a moment in terminator 3 rise of the machines which i don't don't i've only seen once and don't care for at all uh but there's a moment where a helicopter crashes into a building and then another bigger helicopter crashes into that helicopter. <laughs> and there's a little bit of like, yeah. there's the end of Evangelion apocalypse. And then like, well, then there's this one, which is the same imagery, but it's even crazier. It's a bigger apocalypse, which is just like, uh, okay. You know, this yeah. is what I complain about with Prometheus is like, well, what's the origin of mankind? These aliens made them. Well, who made the aliens? Like you just, you just pushed the question another, and it's not, well, it's not super deep to just say that there's the same thing, but bigger. It's true. It's it's funny because there are a number of instances in in this movie where you're like reminded that like the fourth impact is absolutely happening right now, uh-huh. and then it's just like uh-huh. oh wait, like 50, twenty minutes later, it's like the another, fourth impact is beginning to happen yeah. now. Another impact. I mean, yeah, that's another, just okay. it's called, another, impact. Called another impact or additional impact. <laughs> okay. It does feel like oh, this is additional impact, and, and it's making it sound like. And I don't want to convince everybody to not love this movie. I'm just correct. We're gonna analyze this movie. Yes. You know, I want to analyze the movie. And I, th- I, th- I think for some people it is essential. Like, I definitely remember scrolling on Twitter right after watching it and seeing all the catharsis that people were having. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I cried and cried. This is the ending that Shinji, you know, finally gets his happy ending. And I was so happy for those people. And I, and I was happy for me, too. And I walked away from it feeling very happy. But I also walked away from it. And I think, again, this, I think this is what Otto wants, is, is giving you the ability for himself and for us to, dude, walk the fuck away from it. Put it yeah, behind you, so. close the door. So I, so I recognize that, but there's a part of me that's like, well, I don't want to. Uh, I want you know, to sit in this. You know what me. I wish? But 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 the, the tangibility of of the apocalypse to me feels a little bit. Yeah, it's it's almost like too much where it just becomes noise, and it's beautiful. But yeah, anyway, I was just saying the 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 apocalypse in the other feels more real. I'm with you there. I I do agree. I wish the thing I wish about this fucking perfect awesome movie that's almost perfect but yes. really fucking excellent. The thing that I wish is in that scene when Kensuke is like telling Shinji to like, "Hey, talk to your dad," you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I laugh so much. I, I, you know, Oscar like sticks up for Shinji there, but I wish he was just like, "Shut the fuck up, Kensuke," you know, <laughs> or something like in a very kind of sassy Oscar way, because the line that she does deliver is like fine, but it's like you know passable. But I thought it was a prime opportunity 
for uh, her to rail into Kensuke in a more funny comedic way. That's the only thing. That's it. I, That's what I wish. If okay, if 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 we're if you want if you want me to throw a little bit of juice on the table and take some of the heat off of Luke, I I I apologize for swallowing what I said was going to be a bold declaration at the top of this. I've thought about it more, and and I'm going to talk about it more specifically because what I was going what I was getting at was 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 discussing now, and I want to say avowed, and Luke can swear by this. I do think I enjoy the. J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, Star Wars trilogy more than most people we know. Mm-hmm. I did find myself thinking about comparisons a lot in the sense of another Death Star, right? Like that everyone Force Awakens came out, that was kind of like one of the things that sure. people were really complaining about. It's like, how do you make effectively the same Star Wars movie That's again? That's maybe more relatable reference than my Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines helicopter, but... I like that I like reference it. quite a Here's bit. Here's the Death Star, here's Star no, Killer Base. You're right. Well, but you're this right. is why I knew I had to go to to Star Wars to make sure that I... Because because I didn't want to... Leave, I started off being like, I'm going to be bold and leave this off and be like, better than Star Wars. And I was like, that's not even necessarily true because I like those movies. But in 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 my relationship, I to like the those two, movies too. But I think that's true. <laughs> it's better than Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Look, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, yes, it is. But but I'm saying like it, I didn't I didn't want to say it at the time because I didn't want to make it come off sounding crass because I do like those. But since you started deconstructing aspects that you don't like about this movie, I feel more welcome so that it's not just like a love fest that we then use this other thing that we also love to uh, mm-hmm. you know as sure. the, the goofus to its gallant. But I think like yeah, in when you compare. Like the second apocalypse or the fourth, or the another impact or the whichever. I mean, there's so many things in this that do feel like it's like that thing, but it's the bigger, badder version. It's the ten times bigger. It's the this mm-hmm, crazier, th- mm-hmm. and and I just still felt like this just had a really strong. I felt like it just had a strong grasp on all of its elements, and that like you know in Star Wars in the Force Awakens, which again I saw multiple times in theater and really really liked. I found the one or two very specific like new toys or new figures. <laughs> I found those incredibly distracting. And even though I liked the movie, when that fucking the stormtrooper with the stupid baton thing would come on, everybody would cheer. You they hate like, that stormtrooper. I, I don't it. like him either. It, it, it bothered yeah. me. It was so much no, attention was given to this stupid character that didn't do anything. <laughs> it should have been Captain Phasma. Look. Yes, of course it should have. That's the yeah, bad story management. But like I, I with this, I was I found myself going like, yeah, I hated that stormtrooper baton, and I would like grumble about. It for like the whole movie yeah, leading yeah. up to it, and every every second of screen time in this, there's like 17 new toys. There, yeah, there's a ton. And, I mean, so many, <laughs> maybe more than I've ever seen in anything. In terms of like, yeah, like literally, like the the Avas we knew now, each of them have like seven different looks in the movie. Uh, there's a how many mm-hmm. new Avas like enemy like villain ones are there? There's like there's yeah, those so things with the masks that like close. They look like Unit Zero, but they like have that like, like yeah, like the weird. It looks like things again. It looks very much like the Metal frame. Gear. It looks like the Ninja from Metal Gear. It would be like, yeah, it would be like the, the coolest design from a Metal Gear game that was on screen for like two seconds or something. And so like I was just it was blowing my mind that I was like, God damn, like he really this, did bring it all back yeah, and added so much yeah, they more. They flex really and hard with this movie. With they really do. And yeah. it's not it's not yeah. catching me. And I know that I'm In like I'm cool like I bet next time I go no, to Japan, I love all I'm going to see yeah, all yeah, that yeah. shit. And I'm going to be so stoked about do it. Do you remember do you remember when um you know Gendo's talking to Shinji at the end. They're just having a, their chat mm-hmm. and <laughs> and uh, Shinji's like stop this father. And he's like I got to return some videotapes. <laughs> 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 
He's like, I have deeds. To yeah, I have deeds. There are deeds to be done or something. There's like a couple really, and some of it was like some just like weird subtitling. Yeah, but yeah, there yeah. was some really, really good subtitle lines in this one that it's were like, I just like uncanny and yeah. strange. I mean, there was typos like there always is, but like there was a couple that I was like, man, that's a really interesting phrasing of an idea. So, so something like, yeah, so I do love the movie, and I was very moved by you know the the, the Misato's goodbye. Mm-hmm. I, you know, one thing I guess I want to talk about real quick is that even in this fucking everybody gets a everyone gets a happy ending. Like, what do you want to do, Asuka? Like, oh, here you go, go do it. Like, Ray, where do you want to be? Here you go, Yo, Karu, you get Misato still <laughs> fucking dies before everybody gets their fucking magical wish granted by God. Yeah, that Shinji. is that is kind of crazy. And it's still sort of like, wait, is she okay? Like, I guess I still have that to cling to. Of like, well, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so at least at least somebody got fucked over in this. Well, I mean, I had the joke from the very beginning that that like well, that Masato just couldn't accept being a mother. Like, I didn't say anything. I didn't say it while we were watching. It was like her problem with being a mother is that she only knows how to be like a cool big sister that also can flirt with you. Like, it's like she once she realized right, once that having her own table, son, like, she oh, couldn't shit. like use flirtiness to motivate him to do things the way she does. Shinji she, the whole show. She exists in her own afterlife with Kaji, though. They exist. I mean, they both right. died in that realm of right. reality. You know. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So like they at least and I. I don't you know i'm unclear still on like what yeah how much power did shinji have he, he said he created a world without evangelions in which case yeah th- she that would be potentially my, in there maybe no, no, but no, they my, don't show her yeah huh did he effectively close the loop that you i know? don't know i don't know if like the cower stuff well because cower still there because he's basically taken over. there he's like, they take it over for gendo right and so it's like the idea no, is br- Right? Nope, but no. that's like an alternate even before because that's in Kauru's imagined kind of reality. Yeah, I, right? I, I don't know the, the final final. This remember, Kauru's just like some bystander, like talking to Ray. Oh like, yeah, at the yeah. Train yeah. Station. They're just like people. So it's like, oh yeah. So, so if there's so, no Evangelion, that means there's no angels. Well, not necessarily, but there's no right. nerve. There's no. We don't know. I mean, like yeah, are Gendo and Yui like alive and together, and you know. Yeah, does each person get to exist in their own little like you know? Church of Latter-day Saints. You know, no, I think there's one world thing. and it's just one world without Evangelions. But is it a world that never had Evangelions or is it sort of like a world that now doesn't have them? Yeah, so like, I, it's like it's a, like, like it's dead, a wonderful Kaji's life dead. sort of, you know, yeah. Um, but w- one thing I'm thinking about that the Kauru stuff that I did appreciate that, again, you know, I, I, I'm very recognizing that everything that I'm complaining about in the movie, the movie is complaining about me. <laughs> uh, but but that there's because there's that moment that Kauru says... <laughs> To Shinji, well, I'll miss the way you were before. Yep. But yeah. this is good too, and yeah, and, and, yeah, and yeah. so it is like, you were a whiny little shit, and I I liked that. You know, like that's cool that it was. I will miss you being such a whiny little shit. It's so funny that. I'm but just... I'm glad that you're now this. <laughs> it's so funny that Kaoru is constantly like. You and me, you and me, we're the exact same fucking yeah. person, and yet same. I think same. Same Shinji. He's just, he's just like Shinji's toxic but, gay friend, yet, and so he's trying to manipulate him. We've never seen Kaoru behave anything, anything remotely like Shinji ever, ever. No, he's completely confident, so comfortable confident. with himself. Yeah. You know, and bemused, he's... curious about things. You know, like he's just, he's, he laughs a lot. You know, it's like just, no, nothing really. They're not. I really like it all. It's <laughs> true. No, what I was building to is like, so, you know, like I have my sort of issues with the back half, which I do love. It's just, how does this compare to my favorite thing ever? Mm-hmm. Is this as good as my favorite fucking thing of all time? I don't know if that was as good. Like, so totally yeah. happy with it. No complaints about that. What, 
th that's the back half. The first half is fucking brilliant and unlike anything I've yep. seen Evangelion yeah, do before for such an extended period of time. Yeah. What a fucking beautiful, ballsy, wild, like, hour and ten minutes yep. of life on a Show me, like, show me it's, better it's, animation. It's, it's, like, it's like, like my neighbor Totoro or yeah. something for half I of it. I think yeah, Ghibli yeah, yeah. helped with some of that I, you stuff. Can they, I think it I seems think like it would be. I read Zelda that, Village shit. That yeah. they were involved in that. Just from seeing our... Because it's it's the frustrating thing about part three, right? Is like, well, is there does the rest of the world even exist? Yeah. Where's all the people? Like, what? where's Toji? Like, what's going on? How does this right. work? And then this is like, here's the regular people. And so in terms of... I know I'm talking a lot about the tactile nature, the apocalypse of mm -hmm. End of Evangelion feeling so real. There's something of like this... The first half of this movie is the real yeah. boots on the ground, ants eye view of what the apocalypse is like of like, well, here are people yeah. trying to sort of eke out a survival and find some sort of grace in the midst of all that, which is incredibly important. The first time I watched it, especially, but still now, because we're still in the midst of a oh, pandemic. Oh, it's more relevant. The world is still <laughs> sort of really burning. And so, you know, I remember watching it when exactly this came out and how far out we were from like election shit and just like how, but how, how many times over the past two years I felt like the world was ending mm -hmm. and trying to find some reason to get up and fucking do anything. And, and so to see these characters, especially beloved characters that, you know, I didn't expect to see again, like yeah. Toji and Kensuke and, and Hikari. Hikari is one of my favorites. In the finding movie. these moments and going on and like, yeah, it's, it's, it's super important and it's super beautiful and that it was, Whereas Evangelion, especially the Rebuild movies, have a tendency to be so bombastic to see them put all that effort mm -hmm. into slowing down is astonishing. I wouldn't like, be surprised if that was yeah. the shit that Anno... Because when you, we never really understand the way that like multiple directors work. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the shit that he was spending most of his like concerted directing efforts on. And if he wasn't giving the, the, the crazier stuff to the other guys to some degree... Because I think mm -hmm. he typically gives off that stuff anyways, like in the other ones. And it's like, mm -hmm. you can kind of tell that that's like, that, that, that I think you're right, that his attention was sort of like, yeah, I've, I've, I've done the other thing. I want to do this part of the story. That part is going to come with it and everyone will be happy to get both. But yeah. like, let's, in, in let's, some ways, the back half you know. does seem like the more perfunctory half of like, yeah. well, we got to have giant robot battles. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to go fucking nuts and they're going to yeah. be crazy mm -hmm. than you see. But the first half is, this is what's new. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to some extent, there's definitely a pastoral quality to yep. you know Kaji scenes in the in the other yep. movies that, that that are hinted at, and there's definitely obviously moments of brilliant quiet throughout the entire yeah. series. But the contemplative like sense of peace, sense of peace of the, of sure. the first half is is not there, and that's what's cool and valuable about the different perspective mm -hmm. of seeing Anno do a, a, a kinder, a, a kinder, older, wiser Anno do stuff that we've seen before is like, I don't know if this is as good as the raw stuff, but seeing him do something new with the character. Exactly. Yeah. I think so. Uh, like I thought, yeah, like I, I was struck by in this scene, like they're planting rice. I think it's the second mm -hmm. monta montage. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like all like still images or it's like frozen moments. And then like, it's like interrupted by this cat yawning, which is super cute. The cats. <laughs> and then it's cat. like, you know, I think it's like, yeah, Ray is in the water. Um, like I think they're, she's planting rice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she like kind of falls, loses her grip mm -hmm. and she falls and there's all this laughter. There's a broarse laughter from all the women that were there yeah. helping her. 
And then they say something like, because that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, all the seedlings they, she already planted. She fell right on them. And they bring it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah but then they just start laughing again. And I'm like, this is like the fucking, this is heaven on earth. This is like, you know, all this work yep. we did. Oh, well, ha, ha, ha. And it's like, wow, what a life. No, I had these the exact are living thought. Yeah, I remember <laughs> like, thinking that. Like, oh, God, they're going to be mad at her. Or I would feel so no, bad. No, for, no, no. Yeah. They're like, well, okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 I agree. And these are, are and these are the people that are the closest to death, you know. Exactly. In like annihilation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, effectively yeah, no, in the and thing it, and i and i agree that like i think that like it's nice to see uh, uh something that feels like to see anno's like the the mind that he has for this this level of detail that we always talk about that like he renders a tactile world so well and so to have him apply that same yeah. fascination for something that that is truly a hopeful story because it's not i mean like like i i we laugh at times because the heightened drama of like these people in this control center and they're like you know fighting these giant things and it's like this is the end of the world you know and it's like but that's so abstract from what anyone's personal experience with with anything you know uh, you don't experience problems that way mm -hmm. so seeing real people do real people things to work together to be part of something rebuild it's like that i don't know there's just something so nice to see him think that through with yeah. the same care well, there's also you know? something beautiful about like that that guy Knox built its brand on you know fetishizing yeah either the unreal or hardware that is mm -hmm. very you know the, and are, that are weapons and like technology but you know largely stuff that's invented and to apply that same lens onto what is real nice what Luke. can be mm -hmm. good one achieved and experienced in reality yeah i think that's a part of the, the story too of like if it is sort of like okay put the toys away now you can go and live your life is yeah. that we spend the first half sort of showing you a world that you actually can go participate in you can't go pilot an ava you can't yeah. live in tokyo 3 but you can go fucking get in the rice field. You can't go sleep under a tree. You can go. You See, know, this is. The but you know what? This is also why it reminded me of Death Stranding, because oh, because yeah, sure. because that that was the, that because I first thought about it with with the music because it's just just the way that like some of the acoustic sounds and the the way that the production of the music was like with music rocks and contrasting yeah. with maybe the stuff. Shiro Sugisi's like maybe the best. It's really He's interesting. He's on another level in this one. It's yeah. a really interesting palette, like all told. But I started to think the Death Stranding thing. But you're right. That's kind of the same. The distribution of like nourishment for the for the audience, as it were. You know, mm -hmm. it, it is very similar in the sense that I think that like Death Stranding, people complain because it takes a minute to like learn the rhythms of the game and that the initial tasks you do are not like action packed things. But that part <laughs> of the whole point is that it is like it's teaching you to sort of connect with the idea of the world as a real yes. place again and then going to give you the big crazy mm -hmm. shit that you want because i mean that, that was a death training i mean the ending of that is very evangelion to me i mean that's a really no absolutely spoilers, no spoilers. yeah no i mean just in it's the awesomeness of something else such but. an experience and it's I'm like a, so that's so that it. so it's cool to it's cool to, that you just pointed that out luke because i would even say that the progression that you describe as ano or gynax like that that there is an analogous progression for kojima because again, mm -hmm. utter fascination and obsession with hardware, with weapons, with military technology, with all this crazy stuff or whatever. But like Death Stranding being a game that like had a weirdly fortuitous moment landing during pandemic where suddenly it was like, oh, this is about how great it would be to just go I walk around like, in yeah, nature. See, I fucking and, like, played it like right before the pandemic. It's worth it's worth doing again. I haven't got. I I, I told you I put the the the, 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 the well, I put the director's cut on like pause because I need to play other stuff, but. 
and and I've now read more of it. There sounds like there are some compromise things that maybe would be annoying, but I think maybe you can just not do them. But I really do think it's a cool. I think it's worth playing the director's cut. From what I saw, it was really, it felt like a very fresh experience. And if you mm-hmm. haven't played it since then, it's maybe will be even more rewarding. It'd be cool to know if it. they were friends. Are they friends? Anna I don't Kojima? think so. I mean, like, they have to. They have to admire each point other. Out the, and... the things of like, well, Kojima, Hideo Kojima. If you don't, know, I mean, I'm sure you know who Hideo Kojima is. If you're listening, to this. I should fucking hope so. Yeah, he, if he's not, go. You know, game designer behind the Metal Gear Solid games and Death Stranding, obviously. Um, but people will point out this Twitter things where he'll like sometimes be like, I can't remember what movie it is that he'll saw, but he'll, he'll see something and be like, I saw such and such, and then go on and on about it. And then, you know, he'll have another tweet that's like, saw the new Evangelion. And like, not elaborate on it. Yeah. <laughs> As if it's like, here he is gushing about like whatever, like Paddington movie or whatever. Yep. Yeah, so, yep. so, something recent, you know, and then. And then he just doesn't comment. It's like, does it, what does that mean? I, I have, I always, I always so have. I, I remember same. the tweet mm-hmm. of him saying, "I saw the new Evangelion," but that he didn't ever say more about it. I wonder. I mean, it's also like I wonder if there's just like, like if if it's something that's like maybe because he does seem to heap. Kojima seems to love heaping praise on like people that that he sees as similar to him, but are very different. Right. Like like a different medium Listen, or a different Kojima thing. Kojima is a little bit not to. He's a little bit of a slughorn. Of like, yeah, he wants to collect. Oh yeah, cool people, not Japanese. Exactly, like. that's, that's what I'm like, saying. I oh, yeah. Nicholas Winding Refn, like he's really cool. Like I'm gonna be friends with him. Oh, churches, like this band is really neat. Like I really like them. Oh, you know, uh, Guillermo del Toro, like he'll like sort of pick and choose. Although he did collaborate with Junji Ito on that's Silent true. Hills. That's true, and that's but that but that is I, that's what I was kind of getting but at. He doesn't that, have his collection. On, yeah, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm on what Western celebrities? Uh, Silent Hills. The the, the one that didn't happen. The one that they were, it never got made. That was yeah. Junji but was, it was I didn't know Ito was involved. Ito in yeah, and, and Guillermo a, and yeah, I mean it was the it three was of Guillermo them. Guillermo del Toro and Junji Ito and, and Hideo Kojima doing a Silent. Hills. That's why it's so incredible. And, and you played a, this, and it's called PT. Well, PT was the teaser. Junji Ito wasn't involved in that but he was going to be involved in the full <gasps> game and there's a video that they showed that exists where it's like a sort of like a playthrough like demo video that does include some of the ito design stuff and there is junji ito shit like coming down the hallway oh in this video game God. i gotta find that uh, no that was i mean that's why it was such a huge thing when they canceled the game because because oh the whole thing was it, like the fucking best if yeah. you would but the thing is is like because like luke had uh, ps4 at the time and i didn't and uh-huh. so he like if you got the pt was like the playable teaser for the uh-huh. game and so they released it like quietly and then but then when the game was canceled they pulled it off the thing so only if you downloaded it on your PlayStation it doesn't exist anymore unless and you, you have and you have it. I have it downloaded. That's so fucking of sick. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It's great that it's a PS4 Shit. now too so, so you could take it to people's it's like oh, easier God. to like you're not like yeah. taking your system out of your house. I've heard this was like the scariest thing. It's it's you I mean you you amazing. especially I I actually like I think a great <laughs> thing that we could do would be It's we, why is why we wrote Nighthouse in in yeah. part. Wow. I was yeah. playing that, and then I played all the Silent Hills because I was like, "Holy shit!" You know. And then we wrote Nighthouse shortly after. Yeah. Oh my god. No, and I mean, and I, I, and I, and I, I, I couldn't play. I couldn't play it at the time. He was living in Georgia, and like, I didn't have a PlayStation. And I was, I was hitting up everybody in town to be like, "Did, any, did anyone get this? Because I need to play this." And I just there was it didn't exist. And so I, I watched a bunch of different YouTube 
playthroughs of it so I could see the variations of what the were same. there. That's not the same. It's not the same at all because I, la I later played it at his house. And that's the, you should, what you should do, really you should do for everybody, for fans of this uh -huh. podcast, and I'm going to just say uh -huh. it as a joke, and if Kevin wants to do it, is you should bring it down here, <laughs> uh -huh. and we should put a camera on Kevin, uh -huh. and, and, we, should, and we should turn game? all oh the lights God. off in here, <laughs> and Luke and I should sit in back here without saying a fucking word and watch you play it. It actually, <laughs> and it would, I'm, I'm sure that the reactions would be great. I get scared cool and easily. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's and it's it's scary. It's it scarier than me. most things. I was listening to a ghost story uh, on some podcast yesterday, and I was in the broad daylight, and I was like around my apartment, <laughs> and I was like fucking screaming. I literally had like tears going out of my fucking eyes. Oh, man. Uh, oh, uh, let's get back to Evangelion. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah I what, what we I was gonna say is I don't. Is I, as I feel like Kojima has to be aware of Ano's work. Yeah, naturally. Ano probably is aware of Kojima's work, but I don't know whether Ano plays video games. I don't games. think Ano plays video games. I don't games, think he does either. No. That's why I say I don't think... I think that the video gameness of the of the of of this movie is such a contrast to the other ones because I, I, I literally was like thinking about it watching this. I was like, I never really... I mean, Pacific Rim kind of does it more, but like these kids are playing a video game on a metaphorical level, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. like getting into this big thing and doing this. It's like that it is the whole thing is kind of like the most tactile comparison, like flight of the navigator stuff or whatever, or sorry, or last starfighter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always confuse those two, but like, like that, 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 that an audience would sort of be able to understand this experience as a metaphor for like video games and stuff. Target in the center, pull the switch. But yeah, exactly. And it's like, but it's somehow you just don't think about it in the, it is, it doesn't come up that much because I don't think that he's like, playing to that because I don't think Anna was a video game guy and I don't know if he is now or not but it's like clearly that's just I, I really infected the thing so. more I really so it. I, it's like part of me thinks that like I don't know maybe maybe Kojima just thinks it's not cool to like praise anime people or like praise other Japanese filmmakers or because he sees himself as a peer not as a fan or something yeah, yeah. I don't know um like uh, there's uh, a couple little tidbits oh but go ahead if you've got oh, oh yeah I've got another thing to throw out there another another free idea uh that that um, if somebody knowledgeable wants to, I, I think a great idea for like a, a, a book or like a PhD film studies thesis or something would be doing an insanely exhaustive comparison of Evangelion and Twin Peaks, but, but more even like about the two create like comparing David Lynch and Anno. I mean, I've talked about down. this before on the thing, yeah. but this now finally having completed this thing, mm -hmm. I would, I really think that there's probably like a really cool work of like genre at like, because because those two guys come from such completely different backgrounds that like actually analyzing how the similarities and some of the aspects of these two works it would be really really cool so free idea if anybody wants to I write mean that it's book. it's it isn't especially if you watch that fucking fireside chat thing that he does because he talks so much about like he's he's like super shy at first and then once they start talking about Ultraman. Oh, he yeah. starts to just talk and talk. He's like, and the, oh, I also like this episode. I also like this episode. It's like a little kid where you like unlock the thing and like you're just dead silent until like you start talking about what he wants to talk about. What he oh yeah. About. But he also talks about in a really fascinating way about how it's there to make money and like this is ultimately commercial and the people who are giving the money have the final say and he has no problems with that. And then it's like ultimately cool. what we're trying to do is you know it's. So, like, almost in terms of, because, like, Lynch is obviously something that's just be like, you know, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, yeah. The scene can be as long as it wants. And, yeah. like, Anno is somebody who's like, nope, I'm here to make money for you. Mm -hmm. like, no, which is, which is, I mean, it's, it's kind of fat. But then you watch this shit, it's like, how could that possibly be? How yeah. could that possibly be? Because it's so 
up I mean, his ass. But if you're the but, guy that made Evangelion and it was the biggest fucking shit in your in your yeah. country, which is like technically all you probably care about in terms of the audience, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think that, I think that like, but there, yeah, just saying there's a really it, weird contrast <laughs> in like both what they like of like that. And I was just marveling at the fact that like the, the, the guy, the other guy, Hashimoto, like tells him like, you're one of Japan's treasures to Ano. And like, you know, it was really deferential to him and stuff, even though they're both like uh-huh. artists at the top of their, their field or whatever. And I was just like, oh, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> well, see, but, but that's, I, I think that like, it's like the success of Evangelion meant that for him, the definition of what's commercial is still within the realm of Evangelion. And I think it is actually interesting that David Lynch, it's like he just took a different path because, I mean, Dune, which you watched recently, his Dune mm-hmm. was like, that was his chance to, to, to actually, you know, be an entertainment, you know, big entertaining <laughs> filmmaker guy and do his weird stuff. And it's weird that it didn't work and it kind of works now and it kind of whatever. It's better that he ultimately, you know, took the sort of that path. But in the same mm. kind of way that, like, he got really successful early on by making really weird shit. And yeah. so, like, so 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 even though I agree that, like, it's it's an interesting comparison that, like, David Lynch definitely doesn't, you know, put the money people in any level of, I mean, all those documentaries of him making stuff where he's like telling everyone to go fuck themselves and stuff. <laughs> it's like, but at the same time, you know, the work is they're, potent in a similar way. So there's some way that they're it still, rev- out. they're both revered artists within their, you know, mm-hmm. nations, you know, um, they are like top of their class within their medium as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, they, they seemingly couldn't be more different in like their areas of interests. Right. Ex- yeah. But they still, there's a crossover with, especially with like dream logic and, and kind of, mm, uh, I don't want to just say like different, like, you know, like multiple realities or stuff, but there is a crossover in their work, mm-hmm. which is interesting mm-hmm. because it's so disparate, you know, yeah. otherwise. And everything that I literally, I, if you put those two guys in a room together, and you and you did what you just described of like try to get Anno talking about the things he's interested mm-hmm. in. I'm willing to put money down to say that Anno could probably talk for two hours about his interests, and David Lynch would not understand a single reference that he makes at all. I don't think David Lynch knows what Ultraman is. I literally don't no. think that he because he doesn't even watch movies anymore. You know, it's like it's like he never. But really if you did. showed if you showed David Lynch the scene um, from the show when Masato and Kaji go home at night, and it's just like the shot of like the cigarette with the lipstick mm-hmm. on it, and like you hear them having sex, I think David Lynch would be like, "That's a good scene." Oh no, I think he would. I think <laughs> it, he sure. might be one of those guys that can't get past like the animation being seemingly good. But but if no, no, if, I don't if you think could, that's true at all. No, no, I'm saying the same. If the only thing I could catch is that if he's just like an old man that's like. This cartoon's weird, you know, like that kind of thing. Uh, but other than that, he's a painter. He's a painter. No, I, think. I know, I know. I'm, I'm being a little bit exaggerated, but I'm saying that yes, I think that if you could get him to sit down and watch it, I think he would love Evangelion. Honestly, I just don't think that him and Otto have anything in common. I, I, do think, I, I think another part of it is 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 totally cultural of like how artists yeah. are al- yeah. allowed to or encouraged to or willing to speak about their art. Mm-hmm. Publicly and look, I mean, we, we this is the famous thing of like you know elaborate on that. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> meme. Yeah, he's not one that talks about stuff in that way. But you know, I do think Anno's not going to necessarily be like, well, here's all these cinematic references and like, it, like it's just not it is it's just not done. You mm-hmm. know, for 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 in Japan and he and he specifically talks about how you, they, they question him about the Western world's, you know, like his stuff is popular there. And he's like, well, I don't ever think about that. Yeah. I believe I, I can't, I tried to learn English. I couldn't learn English. I don't get it. I can't do it. I, everything I create, I create in Japanese for a Japanese audience. Yep. And, and if I'm happy that it's found stuff elsewhere, but I, 
This is designed specifically for Japan. See, but that's why it's good. You and I talk about this all the fucking time. We all talk about this all the time. That like that specific making things more specific oftentimes has the odd ability to make them more general. And that like the attempt to make something that appeals to like everybody does ultimately make something that kind of appeals to some most people but doesn't truly appeal like i I do think there's a math to that and Mm -hmm. so obviously like yeah the specific like i like knowing that he doesn't give a fuck what what we think i mean i'm I'm happy that's 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 a huge part i think it's a downfall that a lot of people have have made is like trying to split their intentions too many ways and you Mm -hmm. can't service that Mm -hmm. and 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 that's i think the i think that he's auto has a better understanding and a better relationship to the idea of his own audience than most filmmakers do I think that that's almost like, you know, Evangelion is arguably like the entire thing is like a dialogue between him and his audience yeah. in a way, mm-hmm. very specifically mm-hmm. about himself and about themselves and tendencies that he spots. And, you know, I mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much it more is, to say. It is the it's weird like, thing. <laughs> and I, I think, who is it, Michael Rookard or like one of our... One of our one of our boys. One of our folks on Twitter <laughs> that, that, you know, shout out to those those folks, but pointed out that Evangelion is such a weird thing because it seems to be you know, chastising its viewers for getting lost in the fantasy worlds while at the same time creating fantasy worlds and characters mm-hmm. that you so want to yep. lose yourself in. Uh, and this is this weird sort of paradoxical thing of like, <laughs> we're going to create characters so great that it'll teach you not to be so infatuated with these characters. Well, that's, I mean, but I do think that like, it's probably, you know, I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if Anno thinks about this about himself, but it's like, to me, there's this sort of sense of like, well, he's got to be the best at it. He's got to be like able to make these worlds so good because only then are you ever going to listen to anything he's fucking saying about the message of the thing and stuff like that because it's almost like he needed like the whole thing because I think he said this in interviews about like, you know, sort of like chastising like otaku culture and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that like in a certain sense, he has to be fully one of them in, in the truest sense in order to communicate to their needs and or what he sees as their needs. Again, I don't think that he's presumptuous, you know, in, yeah, in that the, kind of way, he's the you know he's like the guy the inter- inspirational speaker who's been to prison. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Listen, kids, I know I've been where you've been. <laughs> I know all about it. He's like, I spend my milk money on these, you know, space battleship Yamato <laughs> models. I know. It's just yeah, just I've like, been there. It's like seen it. I, I've I've yeah spent three weeks without sleeping and doing nothing but building models and not talking to another single other human being trust me i know what it's like to be where you've been you can break those chains like you know, it's like all that type of like i wanted to be alone with my headphones to lose myself in that world i know what you kids are into <laughs> yeah oh wow. man uh gosh i mean there's there's a lot uh we're going long i mean we're two we're two hours now so we can we can say that this was a big reaction and that we Obviously, you're not going to be done thinking about this movie, so it stands to reason that we're not going to be done talking about it. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think we need. I think we have this. I think we owe our listeners some sense of closure. Like, <laughs> how do we do that? We fucking. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, we we made them wait so long for this, and we really should have been on top of it. Of like, we were like, we're gonna put it up the next day. We're gonna yeah, watch it. And whatever. It. <laughs> Here it is, months later. Look, I mean, I mean like, but like, look at the way that fucking Anna released this fucking. Exactly, movie. we're mm-hmm. we're definitely aping uh, Anna in, in <laughs> how we're handling this. Is <laughs> <laughs> this definitely? It's if it's even like because you got to wait, you know, sixteen years. Oh god. Um, but no, I mean, just look as we get busier. I I, I will be happy because I feel stress 
you know, a fraction of <laughs> on Anno's sense of guilt and responsibility of like, you know, that he almost didn't three didn't go well and he didn't think he could do it again and had to go do Shin Godzilla and like mm-hmm. you know, there was a minute like that I'm not gonna do it anymore. Um it it I don't wanna like Hey, let's do another one next week and then like never do it and then I gotta live my life feeling like God, we gotta finish talking about mm-hmm. you know so I wanna get no, to okay. some sort okay. of I understand what you're saying I didn't I and didn't, I wanna I didn't leave the you. door open to come back look if we ever want to get together and talk again I, I want to but I don't wanna necessarily promise it or feel an obligation to yeah I haven't decided think. what the approach should be yet by the way yeah I mean and, and our lives are changing and everybody's busy and, and around and you know g- g- you know going to do different things and so the opportunity for all of us for me to drive out here and for all of us to sit down and watch a whole movie and then talk for three hours mm-hmm. about it like is it's harder and harder to do yeah. for a number of reasons and so i don't want to uh you know promise something we can't deliver on and and we're, we're here at the end and it, it you know kind of feel like we want a definitive conclusion uh at least for now and then yeah know. no that's a, that is a good point i wasn't thinking about that because i'm i'm just so in the mode of like yeah, it'll probably just do it again. But you're right. That's that's a that's a slightly irresponsible way to do it. And I think there's probably I there's probably a couple different ways that we could discuss continuing that we can discuss probably off mic. But I yeah. think I think it's something that you know. I mean, obviously, if, if people want to listen to us talk about this shit, you know, by all means, we we know that we can always jump on and do that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and people have there. people have given recommendations, and we've you know, toss things out on the show many times, just spitballing mm-hmm. like, ways that we could do it. So, you know, I- anybody who gives a shit still and wants to keep listening, like by all means, I keep the recommendations coming. Responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if it's, if it's going to be done, it has to be done. And, and it, it is a certain amount of work. I think there is prep to do and there is thought and it, it needs to, uh, you know, not just be, I like that part, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I really want to. So, so whatever, whatever form we take, if, as, as we proceed, you know, um, I want to take it seriously and not just, you know, half-ass it. No, but, no. Um, I mean, I think there's always more. I mean, the obvious thing would be to just do more auto stuff because we, we haven't done Shin Godzilla yet. We keep saying we want to do it. Yeah. I mean, that would be the thing to but do. But we'll see. But we'll see. Again, I, We finished a, Evangelion. You know, yeah. that's a, a monumental... <laughs> Look, we've, we've gotten very far in this show without planning almost anything. I don't. I mean, like, like, like you do a lot of the work to like. You have the topics. Yeah, I definitely. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's not to say that there's no work being put into it because we're all watching the stuff, we're all reading the stuff about the stuff, and talking about it and using our own selves. But it's not to say that this show, the work is the time it takes to do what you're hearing us do. It's it's in the in the rest of it is the stuff that we're already interested in. But it's it's, you know, what it, we may have to put a little bit more thought into like how to do it so that we don't just because we knew that the show that continue doing each thing was going to, there's always the next thing to do. So if we don't have a plan for what like the grouping of things right. is, then we may do one episode and then just never do it again or something. So it's like, yeah, it'll be like, you know, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. So look, I mean, this is, this is to say it's not the end, but this is also to say, you know, good morning, good night. <laughs> thank you. Goodbye. Uh, or whatever Ray's note is mm-hmm. that she, that she leaves, which is kind of the heart of, yeah, that is the note. You nailed it perfectly. <laughs> I remember it immediately when I saw that. It was beautiful. It is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's it really, is really that moved me. Uh, I do want to talk about how fucking sad it is when Ray dies. Can we talk? Yeah, actually, I wanted to talk oh, the, about that too. Wait, her that's an orange inc- juicing. Yeah, when yeah. she orange. That's juices. the most horrific. Uh, why? Narratively, why does that happen? I think because she. Uh, they do say specifically. There's something like uh, Fiutsky says something about it that. Gendo, it seems like Gendo had sort of not 
finished her or done something to her. And Fuyutsuki yeah. seems to posit that it's, he wants Shinji to experience the same sense of loss that he did. Uh, I think but my first time through, I was my assumption was like, well, why, why does Ray have to keep going in that tank all the time? Yeah. You know, that we see her in the tank. I'm like, hey, let's go get something to eat. <laughs> take yeah. time take time's <laughs> over um is that that's part of this process where she kind of has to do that periodically and i think she, that's what she says when she kind of uh yeah. faints that first time falls out she's she says something like because she's she's not at nerve she's not doing that and so that's what that timer is, is sort of letting her know is like you're not you need to huh. you need to go back into your tank you need to go do your take your medicine why does her outfit... Take your lysine pill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why does and... her outfit change white, though? And what is the red thing that's appearing on her hand? Is that part well, of... The, it... Like, she's core... That's yeah, that's like, the, that's like Asuka's eye or whatever, right? I think she's, she's destabilizing. So, so like, it's ah. like... I, I think whatever... So, I think it's essentially, like, the Jurassic Park dinosaurs need their lysine yes. pill. Gendo did something similar. Got it. Uh, yeah, potentially. I, I, and I'll have to watch the scene again. But I, I, am I crazy? Like, doesn't no, Fuyutsuki say like you he, wanted he, your son to experience that? He says that, but I don't. I I didn't necessarily. I didn't know if I read it as a like statement of fact or uh-huh. or kind of a dig on Fuchsky's part at, right. at, at Gindo at that point. But I Ray did, does say something about like, oh, because I'm not at nerve. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that basically what it, the way to think about it is is that like yeah. I mean they they stuck that fucking thing in Asuka's eye so that that wouldn't happen to her, right? If they were both well, basically it, Asuka like... Asuka was corrupted by an angel, and so that was to stop the angel from taking over her. But yeah. if it's like... if Okay, yeah, but so it's Ray, like the same thing, but it's... Yeah, oh, and she's also original batch. But the fact um, that Asuka has something that, that, that keeps her from... A mechanism that locks... Yeah, that keeps yeah. Her, her physical form sure. in place and her like spiritual form in place or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that Ray, whether it's the same mechanism, lacks that because she's not meant to be out in the world. By design. Or yeah. By, yeah. yeah. They, 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 it is the dinosaur thing because it's like, well, yeah, we have a bunch of these things. We don't want them just like getting out and having their own lives. Like They're not they're not here for fun. They're, they're here to, to serve our purposes. I, so that she's back in her original suit from the show. That's so strange. For nostalgia. Yeah. No, I think it just, you know, sort of... Well, he sees her, and he sees he sees visions of her in other outfits a couple it drains times. Of its, it just, you know, it drains she, of its color. She's about to turn into liquid. I don't know. It's she horrific, has a, She has a little angel uh, cross. Or yeah. A little, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Cross like a little, yeah. Left mm-hmm. behind. Yeah, yeah, that was, it's, I was like, because I really did have the thought. I was like, God damn, this kid, just get this kid a break. Like, he doesn't need to see his... Like Ugh. best friend, mother figure, crush, confused thing, have her head explode into liquid and blood, and well, right after she says, you know, I would have liked to oh have more God. rice. I would like to, you know, hold Tsubasa one more time. It'd be with a boy I like or whatever. Oh, yeah, she says like, that. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's fucking yeah, heartbreaking. Man, this is a fucking great moment too, where Asuka's like, "Well, you're just programmed to." care about him she's like i'm okay with that like you know because it's like i know know, it's such an interesting you know philosophical just throwaway philosophical thing i'm just like well your emotions are just chemicals like telling you these things it's like so i still feel it it's still it reminded me of the adaptation that scene at the end of adaptation when he's just like i had that crush on uh so-and-so and and he's just like but they were making fun of you behind your back he's like so what it was my it was my feeling to have Mm -hmm. he's i didn't care I just I just referenced that to Luke with something else we were yeah, doing the uh-huh. other day. I, I think about that scene a lot because I, I used to think that scene was kind of nonsense when I was younger, and as I've gotten older, that mm-hmm. scene really means a lot to me. Yeah, same here. And that's I know, yeah, that it has a similar it has a similar quality to it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that that's that's a good one. What else was I wanting to talk about? Uh, other Ray stuff that I it took me a second. The Ray with the long hair, the blue Ray with the long hair. Did you guys? Is, know is it because Feral Ray? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Did you, well, is did it you, because growing hair is the human quality that they that Marius is the well, Osaka? It was so, that was the because uh, I I thought about it halfway through the movie. And then like forgot about it, and then I saw the long-haired Ray, and I was like, "Wait, who's this one? Like, is this? That's who he pulls out of the in in part two. Remember, he saves Ray. Oh, and he's all like, you know, I just want Ray back, and he pulls her out of the yeah. core of the angel yeah, 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 into yeah, yeah. Unit One with him. That's right. That cuts right. out, you know, yeah. because yes, you and then you that find fucking him waking thing. up the Ray that he saved. Is the one that was still in Unit One with yeah. the long hair? I that yes. Lets him into Unit One at the end. Yeah. So yes. She's been in Unit One for N- fourteen years. Nell it crossed Ray. my mind for one second to go. Wait, there's something about other rays. What was it? And then just seventeen million other things Cause, happened. Because we're, we're spending time with, right. with yeah. the Black Ray, Ray and, Bunyan, and and we're mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, this is the Ray. And then uh, halfway through the movie, I was like, wait, what happened to the Ray that he saved? He saved her, right? There's a whole point of yeah. the movie was saving her, and so there she was, still in wow. Unit One, fourteen years later. That's that. That's actually, and then that's the one that he sort of gives her wish. Did she have like a weird baby doll that she made for herself or something? What the fuck was that? Extremely weird baby doll. Like that Ren and Stimpy episode. Yes, yes. They make make like dolls of each other because they're trapped in a cave or something. They make like these golems, and they start to hate him. They start to hate the other. Like he Stimpy gets Rin gets jealous of the fake. Well, there's like some yeah, (laughs) a deep cut for. Oh for my old god, people. I haven't thought about that episode in a long time. But yes, it's like weird fucked up looking like like wooden thing with eyes taped on it or something. Yeah. Awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Like in, no, it's her, her limited capabilities, like that's what she's she, created. That's her Wilson. Yeah, exactly. I made a Shinji out of my toenail clipping. See, because yeah. I, I, I didn't really, I didn't catch that it was that ray, but I interpreted it as basically that that it was one of the rays that had been sort of like in so in for a long period of time. Sad for that ray. Oh, she's fine. I like that ray. <laughs> it's like that scene in, in, yeah. in Interstellar when like they get back and like dudes just like I've been with David Oyelowo's or like it just like looks. No, is that David? I forget the actor. They've been, been waiting looks like an insane years. person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like the just the look in his eyes. He's like wearing like a sweater and he's got like stubble. He's, like, he's I've like, just been doing math for nine years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that shit always makes me it laugh makes so me much. Laugh. It's such a funny, it's such yeah. a funny idea <laughs> for some reason. And it because it's so horrible, but that is what makes it funny. I don't know. Um Asuka's signature. When yep. you see her signature, that's actually signed by her voice actress. Oh, that's cool. Super yeah, sick. Yuko Miyamura, uh, who was learning cursive, and they like oh. had, her, had her write that out. Why does Shinji... Here, can I ask a quick question? Sure. Why does Shinji yep. wearing a choker at the immediate end that Mari pulls off? Like, what is the choker? Is it just carryover from what? The like, DSS? Yeah. yeah. Is that meant to be, when, is that meant wait, to be restricting him, him or just like at a reminder? At the immediate end. At the very at end, the, when the they're at the train end. station. After when he, like, and stuff you know, and throws is like she p- takes off and they go yeah. and let's go be adults or well whatever. i mean if we're to going on uh 3.0 we we equated the collar with sin and that shinji has sin that that karu takes from him and onto himself as a jesus kind of thing yeah you're Fucking right cool. I, thought, I forgot Which about that is a a you know we're talking about mari and karu being similar sort of characters potentially 
She takes nice. it away, but she doesn't nice. put it on herself. No, she, she casts doesn't. it aside. She casts well, because I think it's like they've moved past that. Like, yeah. like at, at lay, that lay point. your burdens down. Yeah, it's yeah. it's at uh-huh. that point it's less. I don't know. That's that beautiful. It has, that it serves a function of like you know. I mean, I'm him. I'm a little unsure why Misato puts it on him. I guess like he can't operate the Eva. It's a shock collar, basically, right? It, it keeps, but like, couldn't it, couldn't Misato just put him in there without putting? Yeah, the collar it wasn't on? that that caught me off guard too. I always wonder. Yeah, I'm she not, puts I'm it on, and then like pink-haired girls, like you can't do that. Oh, that—that's the only scene I didn't like <laughs> because because you didn't need pink hair. That's why I called her the new Mari because you didn't need her. You had the the actual emotional Sakura, character. Yeah, yeah, and so like so 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 literally just two, two girls with guns. Just yeah, like, and it was shooting like, on the floor. <laughs> hold, hold up. Okay, so. Misato is effectively shot. Does she? She dies from her bullet wound. No, she dies from the. She she crashes the ship. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. uh, She sees. I'm sorry, I got confused because the last she Laura Dern herself. She's on the ground. (laughs) Right. Right. And then I was I was gonna be like, wait, who's the fucking chick that shot her again? It's the it's um Toji's it's sister. Toji's sister. Tizara, that's right. Yeah. 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 And see that and that and that's that that you're right. You're right that, in that, that that moment is really Sakura's moment. It's not No, because not because Pinker's. the fact that Sakura's in the show at all is a cool thing from the yeah. other thing because yeah. she's the one that died accidentally yes. in Shinji's thing. So the fact that she lives in this version and yeah. is also the voice of of his guilt in that sense. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, I mean, I know we needed some of them, but like the, the Nikki and Paolo, uh, yeah, the, the jet black guy, the like, there's like some other dude. Oh, those, yeah, those pink ones, hair yeah. guy. It's like we just give us Maya and Aoba yeah. and Makoto and that's and the only Sakura, new like, stuff that I didn't I didn't need. How fucking you know? sick is it? Right before pink hair chick shows up. Though at there with Gendo when you know Gendo's on the fucking bridge and then Masato goes down to visit him and then he's like starts talking to Masato and then like boom it gets like shot right in the <laughs> well oh yeah because that's the other great reversal of those moments is like yeah right that that Ritsuko shoots him yes yes, yes. So that was exactly. incredible I truly blam like. How cool for Ritsuko to get that moment so of like, sick. <laughs> like stop talking. No, yeah, I mean it was, it was awesome. honestly awesome. it was honestly like it was like Ritsuko's version of the of, of like a totally different approach to the like the Indiana the famous Indiana Jones yeah. like Raiders thing. That was great. Because it was like I loved that it was a, it wasn't even a she wasn't tossing it off. It was the absolute determination. She's like, I just shot you in the head. Like, yeah. you know, she's totally ready for this and doesn't want any bullshit. And then she great. shoots him again. Great, yeah, great. great. <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> yeah. wonderful. His best Ritsuko in the series. Okay, so okay, so Gendo... Yeah, Ritsuko's cool in this. Yeah, this yeah. Like, Risco like, is super cool. Yeah. It's, it's true. Because you got like, that sh- cool short haircut. I mean, the haircut I really mean, helps, but but also her, just her and Misato is their yeah, little yeah. thing, and in, in that she's, you know, calling Misato on her bullshit now. You yes. know? Uh, Those in, two. In, in, in was, she I've maybe been... needs it. Whereas <laughs> in the show, she kind of doesn't, where it's like, I think we should save Shinji, you know? And it's like, no, I don't think we should, you know, fuck you, Ritsuko. But like in this one, it is, you know, Misato's so cold and that. She yep. has this this other person yep. kind of reminder to tell her like I know you're ecstatic Shinji came back to you <laughs> like mm-hmm. you don't need to I love that you don't need to yeah. play yeah 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 you need to front so okay so Gendo um mm-hmm. you know uh, eyepiece blasted off uh, reveals core in center of head he is clearly evolved um, Phoenix Cyclops he, yeah uh, so okay it. so and then uh, Masato's like ah. Seems like you uh, did something, something. You used the key something. of Nebuchadnezzar yeah, to <laughs> transcend your humanity. Yeah, that's, that's, it. It. that's it. The key of Nebuchadnezzar. How did you guess? Yeah. Which, which we saw. It's <laughs> cool looking. It's like a key that has like a little human circulatory system like coming out of it. You get it in, it gets it in like the second movie. It was kind of like the new version of Adam. And yeah, like, I remember yeah. that. Losing the cases yeah. with Kaji had in the case. Right. Yeah. Ah, sick. Right. Okay. 
Uh, there was some stuff about they were calling the ships atoms. I didn't really understand that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the ships. Whether or not the ships. I mean, there's spines. I don't know why. I don't know why the ships look like crocodiles with sunglasses on. I don't yeah. know. That. I uh, always I, had. I, I, I always had a problem. That was with a, the design an answer question. The wonder, the but it's okay. Um, I did get. I got confused, but was like totally fine with it by all of the spears, you know. <laughs> so and many I, spears, lots of spear business. Yeah, it's very, a lot very of Harry Potter. It was a spear game. I think you predicted it was going to be a spear game in the, yeah. in the last movie. <laughs> yeah, we said it was like yeah, the bullshit would be if it was like you know like a fully the Harry Potter wand and ownership right. clause thing, and it wasn't exactly. There's, but there's a little, a bit, little of bit of like, that. You know, he he turns the black moon into two yeah. spears so that he can do this. And then it's like, well, but Shinji's going to get this other spear. Here's how he turned the moon into spears. So you can use that to figure out how to turn the ship into a spear, right? I think I can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was really funny watching job, it Rinsko. watching it this time because when it got to the point of being like, this is an imaginary Lilith. Oh, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, rem I don't remember that like from the first time I watched this. And I watched this like four feet from the screen. Like I was in it. <laughs> uh, but this time when it happened, I was like, what? Vangelion yeah. <laughs> yeah. imaginary. Yeah. No, there was definitely things like that. Where it goes Lilith. over. It's like, it, like to some degree when you first watch it, it's like you don't really know what's going on, but everything washes over you. So you, you don't stop to catch how odd some of the things are. And then you watch it this time and it's all most of it's clicking into place. And then you're catching it's like, some of this shit is wild. Like wild. What? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean it does seem to be like you know teasing at it before and I don't fully, you know, in a way that I can like talk about, but but that is when it starts to be that's the first hint of it really becoming meta. Yeah. You know, and then it gets much more meta when you see that they're on a stage and, you know. This like, show has always been meta. You right. know, it's always it it's always pushed further and further into that. The culminations of the series, the culmination of End of Evangelion, this culmination as well, um, all gets into meta aesthetics as well, like storyboards and stuff like that. There's a really lovely moment where Shinji's looking at the waves and it's full animation. I full love it. Animation, I love it. Cutting love back it. and forth. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, uncolored, you know, just mm -hmm. rough sketches. And then ultimately... Restore both him and the ocean are reduced to storyboards and still images. It's an incredible it's so sensation cool. because it's at once cool, lovely, um, it, transfixing, and also and like and ultimately deeply emotional because it's all succeeding. But it's also really fucking funny. Like <laughs> I can't help but laugh yeah. at the decisions to utilize that stuff. Oh yeah, the gall of these guys mm -hmm. to like utilize that type of aesthetic. I mean, it's really it's impressive. Yeah, the characters, you know, breaking it down to yeah. his component parts. But that's what makes me up. Yeah. What's so fucking yeah. cool Beautiful. about it that, that I appreciate so much more as I get older and, and rewatch these things is that like, I remember watching the last couple episodes at your old apartment, Luke. And this mm -hmm. is the first time I saw the deconstructed visuals that mm. way. I did it, it. It truly didn't, and, and I've talked to other people that had this reaction because it depends on what your life experience is when you watch it. I didn't know jack shit about animation at that point, so 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 to me, it read just entirely as a stylistic choice. Like I grasped that there was budget things because you told me that, and I understood that like, okay, they're clearly choosing this, and it's probably not entirely. But it it 
I didn't think about it as being like a meta deconstruction of the actual animation process. And I think that like the fact that Anno has yeah, it's super I'll, inside baseball, way more than. But know, it's but he doesn't. That's the thing. Understood. He lets it stay that way because mm-hmm. it's like it's like there's like the like the famous joke in Monty Python Holy Grail where like at this point the animator died of a heart attack and so <laughs> that's how they get out of the thing and it cuts to Terry Gilliam in the chair like dropping over dead and it's like that's a fantastic joke that's like a Deus Ex Machina and a meta thing to tie this. But it's like I love that that because everyone already knows like everyone who watches this and loves this is thinking about Anno anyways so you don't really he doesn't need to like put himself in there or like like yeah. call but, it but out the, in the, the same way the cameras that you see with the PlayStation yeah. controllers oh, totally. were you those are the ones that they used oh no i could tell all that i mean the, the i'm assuming that studio is where they did this is that is that not, is that a recreation of their studio probably because that's i remember thinking that like when it was watching i was like this is so lovingly recreated. as soon as they cut wide to it was like this has it to be it looks a real like space. it from the behind the scenes documentary i bet it is. That's yeah. why I want, I want to watch it yeah. look. Because uh-huh. the cameras are, for yeah, sure. That's, yeah, that's because the, the first it was just the way that the space looked, and the more you were getting the, the shots of, like, details around, it, I was like, and when it landed on those, I was like, those are, like, the motion control, like, whatever, mm-hmm. that, that's some sort of animation tool thing. And I was like, oh, that's what this is. That's so fucking cool, you yeah. know? I mean, we forget, you know, and of Evangelion has a, you know, you were sitting in the movie theater looking at a movie theater yeah. audience with that guy pointing at the screen. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's a pretty deep one. But again, just but avoiding doing the thing that I think is such a temptation. And look, Stephen King does it in The Dark Tower, and it's my favorite thing in The Dark Tower is when, you know. Yeah, well, don't. Yeah, whatever. But it's like, it's like I, th- there are bad versions of it more often because I just think most people aren't clever enough to do it very right. well. They think, they think yeah. it's enough to just yes. to get mad. Yes. And and it matters what you do with it. Or, yeah, and this or is how just you carry it off. Threaded the needle perfectly in that yeah. sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's fucking good. It's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of movie. It's a lot to it is. to process. But yeah, the fucking opening action scene is amazing. I do. I do. Look, I, I get it. I like Mari, especially only in the context of this, where it's where it isn't so much the show. Um. When you just look at the movies, yeah, she's she's. I think you feel that by the time you get with with when in those moments, especially, I think I think that they succeeded in making her enough of a character that she is compelling. Her her and Asuka's relationship is great, and and one of the highlights of of this movie, especially. Yeah, all the Uh, the princess stuff or your highness and all that stuff is great. Yeah, the fucking anti gravity animation, wonderful, amazing, wonderful. When they're they're in the white plug suits, like Roger. (laughs) It's just the yeah. I I love I love the way the fluid motion of that stuff looks. It's it's such beautiful animation. So good. Um, Are there big things to talk about or or? Yes. I mean, there's always going to be something, but there's I think... always going to be something. <laughs> I think. I, I mean, we have. So yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. And we're gonna leave the we're gonna leave that door open to mm-hmm. to to come back someday. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I mean, we love all our our listeners, and I mean, yeah. God, thanks for sticking with us throughout all this. And I think we would love to come back, but we don't know when or in what form that will be. No, we don't know um, yet. I think the way out of this is as you attempted before um, with Ray's whole good goodbye letter, but <laughs> we say it all together in unison, i.e. 3.0 thrice upon us. So we say it at the same time. <laughs> so time. yeah. So wait. So wait. Do we? Wait, but it's it's. I don't remember the order. It's good morning, goodbye, thank you. 
It's no, good morning, good, morning good, night. good night. Thank, thank you, you goodbye. goodbye. Good morning, good night. Thank you. Okay, so wait, are we are we done? Like, are we, are it's we fully up, done? Up is there you, nothing boys. else? Do we do we want to? Is there anything else to go around and ask? Like, I I, I, I will say in the end <laughs> credits when when the song goes to this slowed down version of the Utada song from the first movie, Beautiful World. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it, that really like hit me um, because. I remember watching that trailer over and over again that had the beautiful world yeah. pop version in it. Like, just like, oh my God, New Evangelion is like watching it, getting so excited. And that was, when did the first one come out? 2007? I thought it was, yeah, maybe. Like, I, that was before, like, my son was born. Yeah, and yeah. And now yeah. my son is like 13 years old. God damn. And so I, I had lived in, that was in my, like, house in Newton, Georgia. And so I had moved from there to my apartment in California, to like my new house that I bought that I watched Evangelion on That's earlier so this year. And so to hear, you know, to have finished Evangelion in the midst of this pandemic, and then here's the song that I listened to on my fucking computer upstairs in my old house, like getting so psyched and all teary-eyed because I saw like the emergency numbers come up uh-huh. in the trailer. And now here's that song in this like kind of mellow dirge, mm-hmm. wrapping it all up, uh, is you know... Aside from all the show, just the experience of the movies for getting from the first rebuild movie to the last yes. rebuild movie, very wild, is a fucking crazy time. That's my. I mean, that's like basically my entire adult life because it. If whenever the first, I mean, Kevin and I had just graduated from college when the first one came out. <laughs> so so yeah, like it's, so it's, it's like so in so terms of marking off time, like we graduated in two thousand six. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's two thousand twenty one. So you think about how that feels for Anno, like it's got to be just God so damn. overwhelming. You know what I, you know what I would say about the immediate end, um, that you know we've we've pretty much said as much you know re- regarding that throughout this entire conversation. But I will say that you know I guess to see Shinji in a place of such kind of cool composure and yeah, um, it's powerful. It is fucking powerful because like the only other times we see that. Are when he is, you know, um, kind of deciding the fate of the end of the world, you know, like, mm-hmm. at least in in certain regards, you know, like. But here in this context with this woman, um, who he's in a clearly in a relationship with, it's like fucking cool, and it's so silly and irreverent, but yet there's such meaning in it. Uh, in like the grand gestalt context, it's fucking awesome. It's such a cool way to end this movie. I'm holding my thumb up it here. Is, it is a power <laughs> like, play. It, it power made me really happy. To, to be able to take a character that was yeah. sort of synonymous with weakness. Yes. As childish selfishness. And to, I mean, to be able to take that iconic character, especially, you know, in, in Japan and certainly for, you know, fans of this thing. Yeah. And, and bring him to manhood is... You know, as much as I'm saying it's such a unique experience the way End of Evangelion ends, the the ability to take a character that has existed for so long and has been known sort of as the epitome of one thing and to give that character growth and closure and close out is also something that's unprecedented in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give, you know, I do mean to give props to that. And even like there's something the, uh, you know, uh, Asuka's voice actress, Miyamura, said. Then they talked to her after this about Anna, she said, "Oh, Anna's son is amazing. He's become an adult. Because <laughs> like these are people that have been with him, yeah, all throughout it too. And at a time when he was like really lost and he couldn't relate to Shinji anymore, he told uh, Megumi Ogata, the the voice actress for Shinji, 
Like you're the only one that can understand Shinji now. It's like you and my personal assistant. I don't understand him anymore. Amazing. Uh, so like would go, would go to her for like help of like well what wh- what are we gonna do where where's he gonna go are we gonna that's crazy but us. I mean I guess I I guess it's you know again I mean it, it's just part of how this whole thing I don't know I I don't know I don't know what the, what stage of like psychological processing he would have been in that thing but I I guess I mean if we do want to wrap it up we can we can do it a couple different ways but I mean one way of saying is that like I don't know it's cool to be an adult now <laughs> it's like it's no, it, it I mean sucks. <laughs> I don't know. So everything's done. It's, there's nothing. It's sad. I I thought the ending of that made me feel good, and it makes and I I feel I do feel a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. having spent. I mean, ever since I was Shinji's age, watching this fucking show, you know, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. goddamn. I mean, yeah, it's exciting to look toward the future of what Ahano's gonna do. Yes. real quick to just run down. That yeah. he's, he's written Shin Ultraman that Shinji Higuchi's gonna direct, and he's writing and directing Shin Common Rider. Oh so yeah, he, I forgot about that. He's gonna be doing live action stuff that he says he'll be able to do a lot faster than animation, so which would be great. It'd be great shit if, to look forward if we to. just if this is if this just becomes his like super productive like Robert Altman in his last like you know like that kind of like like if if this did now he's finally like at the point where he's just cranking out movies. I would love that. I would love to get like a ton more different auto things like yeah. his take on that. His take on that. This original thing. Uh, what? Who cares? Any of it? Give it to me. All and there's also the possibility of, of that we talked about before of Evangelion becoming like a Gundam type of thing where other people are able to play in that field, and that yes. might be nice. Where we can have sort of a sense of that strangeness and that aesthetic and the fetishy toy stuff. Yeah. Without it carrying the weight of it needs to be as good as my favorite thing of all time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and maybe even if if they did that, like how you you know the ancillary stuff, like if there could be some really cool if if they opened it up in the same medium i wonder if there's not like you know the same way that like you know artists grew up watching it you know that like maybe have their own idea like maybe there mm-hmm. is some cool shit that could still be from it no i, I, I hope it's not immediately it. is what i would say i hope that yeah. there's some time that passes if they're going to do that Just I, to, yeah to, to wrap up all that stuff then and then we can close out because it's been forever but, but <laughs> he, he's very publicly said and it was sort of became a meme of like you know will you miss it you know it doesn't mean anything to you will you miss it and he's like no not at all <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't feel anything um, but Megumi Ogata said that he did uh, talk to her afterwards and admitted that he would miss it. So... <laughs> I lied. I actually will miss it greatly. I th- I th- there's, there's something so on about that that's so that's funny. Just like publicly, like, no, I won't miss that. And then like quietly to, to Shinji aside, you know, being like, oh, I will miss it. Yeah, no, that's, that is really good. Uh... So what do you think, Kevin? You got any last thoughts? Now I'm smiling because it's been fucking great. And mm-hmm. like to think of it like, um, I mean, my last thought, I guess, would be, you know, to to see, I mean, how old is Anno right now? How old He's is in he? his 60s. This motherfucker. I mean, to make this movie at this point, I mean, this guy did not get stale with, with age at no. all. Like, no. I mean, nope. he is firing, like, like we said from the get, uh, Everyone involved in this project is firing on like all cylinders, and you could see what resources do for yeah. and time does for a production like this. They mm. really invest. This is like one of the most passionately made movies I think I've ever yeah. seen. He's Absolutely. trying to say something. That's the other thing is he's desperately trying to say something. And so whatever you know, we could say about it like that. Jesus, that's special. Yeah, yeah. It's it's he's got his finger right like on the pulse of his own taste his own creativity his own managerial skills his leadership i mean it's 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 really impressive the way he's 
been able to come into his own. And I just think that that's, that's the success of him and the success of the thing in tandem with him and all of it. I don't know. makes yeah, me very happy. It's, I can't believe it's, I believe it's over. I can't either. We, we did it. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, Thanks for being a guys. part of it. Yeah, man. Did you order your fucking giant crazy set? Did you get that Blu-ray set? No, because I don't know. Do we, we? We've had so many conversations about the set. <laughs> Have you seen the fucking can you, set? Can, this is good. Now. Oh, I. Can, oh, let's sold. talk it about was, it out loud to the it's audience. It sold yeah. out like in its initial run. I don't know if they've reprinted I'm it. it up right now. It's what like a it? fucking was it four hundred dollars? It's the G Kids. Yeah, it was like three hundred dollars or something. It's crazy. It, it, you mean you can't get it now? It's like it sold out that day. You got yours, right? You pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered. It hasn't come yet. Did you? No, come? it doesn't. It doesn't oh, okay, come. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, you, no. yeah, no, yeah, no. I, I'm pretty damn month. sure I did. You can get the whole series now. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I I'm, I'm the keep extending because I just don't want it in. Uh, but I need to drive home. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, you're the one's gonna drive edition. home. <laughs> this one. There's there's a collector's edition. There's the crazy ultimate edition. That's like fucking nuts. I mean, somebody you can will get be it. By the it. way, yeah. if you can get it at Walmart now. Like I was in the Walmart and I saw. The the full series on Blu-ray, which is fucking crazy. Like I never that thought is I'd wild. I'd and never... it was relatively reasonably. It was like thirty bucks or something. It really? was relatively cheap, and it was all the episodes and the movies and up to end of <gasps> Evangelion. I need this. Uh, I need this for super cheap. And then there there is a collector's edition that is I want slightly the, better. I need the ultimate edition. The ultimate edition has like the laser disc like recreations of the laser disc boxes Give me a fucking and break. like I want like both I'm, both versions of the dub, the Netflix dub and the other dub. Oh, and fuck a duck. I'm Where pretty I sure this? I bought it. I mean, I'm, I, I because <laughs> I absolutely because I remember <laughs> thinking, mine. God, this Did is you so expensive. Luke? I, I pre-ordered it. God, I fuck it. Why? I, I didn't know. I sent you the link. I get. I, no, I know not. I did because no way. yes, I, I absolutely did. There's no way. I, there's no way you didn't get the link because because I I know from experience now with it these has things, the live action sequence. If you don't if oh. you don't buy these things like immediately, they go away so quickly these days, and it's just like so. It's like yeah, I mean, if you hesitate it for forever more than out like of a print? day, ultimate. I don't. Edition. I don't know if they're gonna make more. They or might not. make more, or there or there'll be se- second market, you know, aftermarket ones. That oh, you can, it says they will return. But this was in September. I, cause I think Rooker posted posted something the other day about them doing more. I, th- I want to say we should check Mike's uh, feed and see if he. <laughs> there was some link he posted that I thought was something about a restock. The, sta- or... the standard edition you can get now. I, I think I think they need to work on. There's some problem with the subtitles. Like the live action sequence doesn't have subtitles, and I think that's a mistake. So hopefully they'll um, send out replacements or fix that. <gasps> hopefully. I'm so sad I missed this. Ours will be this the ultimate edition. Will I be. guarantee I sent you. Oh the man, list. I was in such good fucking spirits, and now I'm <laughs> so bummed that I missed it was, this. It was very expensive. Fuck. Oh, I try to collect every Evangelion cool thing. You I can, can find it. You're just gonna have to hunt more now because somebody <sighs> will sell Strictly it. Strictly limited to five thousand copies. I know. I just North saw America. that. I got so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it was, if it had been like, if it, if it was like something that cost like a hundred dollars, I probably would have like, yeah, been like, oh, I'll buy two because Kevin will forget. But like, I did that. I remember I saw that. I was like, oh my, like, what was like, what? Guys, am I it's doing not like myself? I forget things. This is a public announcement. I don't forget things. I have a very good memory. <laughs> Shit. Oh man. If anybody, okay, so if any listener um, wants to, like, you know, <laughs> Patreon me um, for this with this fucking set. Well, I mean, by look, if means, somebody finds one and you can get it from them for not a huge let these up, boys know. Yeah, yeah. If 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 somebody if somebody Kevin, wants I will to, make you one. Yeah, if somebody oh, wants to help find pictures. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is like uh, so, so. Yeah, Kevin. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what is it? The be kind rewind. I'm, I'm gonna sweep you. 
a version of the Evangelion Ultimate set <laughs> where I recreate everything with like stick puppets. It's, yeah. the, it's like the end of his and her circumstances. Mm -hmm. My birthday is coming up uh, this <laughs> it's December. True. Oh, no, I had this thought the other day, too. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so maybe we got some hunting to do, but... Shit. We... I can't believe we did it. I can't believe I did a podcast and actually did it in like more than two episodes. Yeah. That's kind of a I'm big proud deal. Of you guys. I think I really everybody am. does a podcast. And oh, they yeah. record like five episodes and never release it. But we actually... We did. We said we were going to do it. And we did it. And we covered all this shit. Yeah. And the fucking ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had adventures. We had... There was foreign travel involved at multiple points of this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of shit happened in the course of making this... Uh, podcast so yeah people I mean, have found it people noticed the easter egg and night house <laughs> yeah, they do somehow found the podcast because of that i think <laughs> i think yeah i saw some some stuff on there yeah i mean so look i mean if anybody you know i don't i don't i haven't looked at the numbers in a couple weeks uh well, they've forgotten about us because we waited too fucking well long but it, no but it but the, the numbers were going up when night house came out so i think some people were getting into it because of that <laughs> so i don't know who all listens anymore i like but if you're if you're new people hi nice to you know and anybody who's stuck with us uh thank you guys for coming along the ride with us and 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 we do really really appreciate it and and any of our consideration about future stuff that we could do with this uh format or with just right. us talking about stuff we we are certainly thinking of you guys because because the fact that anybody cared is probably a key component in why we <laughs> did actually keep doing it Absolutely. let's be honest Absolutely. so i mean like it's like i'm i love doing repetition of you know creative works that no one ever sees and you know little private things but this is the kind of thing that i think the whole point was that it could become kind of a conversation with people and i think the fact that you know people we have some, you know, friends that we've made through this and that have made friends with each other, maybe. Even. When we started like, this podcast, like, we didn't know John Oliver was going to correctly pronounce Neon Genesis Evangelion <laughs> in a joke on his show. No. We didn't know there were going to be people on Riverdale wearing Ray uniforms. No. That wasn't, that wasn't in the cards It was a yet. different world. It was a different world. Um, but, yeah, hit us up on Twitter. I, I'm not great at keeping up with the sync ratios Twitter. I check it and I and I respond and, and stuff, but... Uh, you know, our personal Twitters are probably, you'll get a faster response, but I'll, I'll keep checking. Both. Yeah. So, you know, let us know what you think and, uh, you know, I guess yell at us for stuff we forgot. Um, <laughs> well, look, and if there's other things that you guys really wanted to hear us talk about that we didn't let us know, because then again, that might be a motivation know. to do something. Never. So, so yeah, be, you know, whether it's not over, we're just, it might be on pause and we got to figure it out, but it's been wonderful. Kevin, thank you. Luke, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Kevin, thanks for for hosting us and thanks for coming along with us when you could. Totally my pleasure. Really. Uh, Misato's still best girl. I don't know. Did you guys, <laughs> if you changed she your She still rules. It's no, true. It's, I, I, now it's Team Mari, I guess. No, I'm not replacing. It's just I to say that in the maturity Mari. I might be Team Mari. <laughs> I think, Team I think, Mari! I think you have, to, you have to look towards the future. I'm going to start looking for some Mari t-shirts. Yeah. We all can hope for, you know, uh, our respective Maris, whatever that may be, uh, that we can all be happy about. And yeah. Look, many a small bird surround a hawk. Drive hey. away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, so see you, we'll see say... you guys uh, next time on um, the Four-Eyed Cronies, the Mari fan podcast. We got to close it out the way Kevin <laughs> pretty good suggested. Nice we got to we got to recite the notes. I so. think it's good. Let's do it. Okay. Do so, you, do you know it? So uh, it's yeah. It's good morning. So okay. So we're do all we're gonna do all in unison. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good morning. Good night. Okay. So. Good, good morning. morning. Good, good night. night.
Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, oh, oh.